0: Hello, I am Joshua, and I'm Jamie, and And we're we're gonna gonna do Daredevil. Daredevil.
1: Um, Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, Joshua and Jamie do Daredevil. This is episode 48. 48 of a weekly podcast covering the history, the comic book history of uh, Matthew Murdoch. You know, we should just say we cover the whole history of Daredevil because up
0: until this point, Mm -hmm. there really hasn't been anything but comic books, right?
1: That's a good r- point. No, he... Um, was he in The Incredible um, Hulk yet? Well, that was in the Later in the 80s. later or 80s. early 90s, I think. Okay. it was The Trial of the Incredible Hulk, which was The Return. So... He may have been in... No, I think you're right. Yeah, so... i so, so f- think if he was in any So far, we've cartoon. covered his entire entire life. history, his life. Yeah. There's been some novels. We haven't covered those.
0: That's what I was going to ask. Were there novels that took place or that yeah, were written back was in the 70s, of, uh, or early
1: 80s? I think in 60s. the 80s, they did a bunch of novels. I've got them. So at some stage, we'll cover them. Oh of boy. course I've got them. Of course you do, Jamie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you got everything. No, That's true. You everything. don't have everything. You also don't have the cover to uh, issue 163 that... Yeah, we're still waiting on that. Come on, on people. Come on. What is going on? <laughs> Speaking of things that we have, I have a gift for you.
1: <laughs> oh, Jamie... I know.
0: I know it's, Chris- it's Christmas every week here with you. It's
1: Christmas every week. Um, I'm going to make sure I'm giving you the right one, though. Oh. So that's, that sounds very uh, mysterious. Okay, here we go. All right. Ugh, excuse my groaning. Here you go. It's a uh, copy of Daredevil 259. 259. Signed by John Romita Jr. Oh, wow. Holy Toledo. J.R. J.R. J.R.
0: Oh, what a cool cover.
1: I know. I got 260, which is one of my favorite issues ever, so yeah. I got you 259.
0: That is so awesome. Well, thank yeah. you very much. I uh, I honestly don't think I've read this one. It's good. But I can't wait. Oh, that looks so awesome. Such a great cover. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jamie.
1: Yes, you're welcome, and Joshua.
0: And, and I'm very much looking forward to when we get to John Romita Jr.'s... Yeah, it's coming uh, up fast. Yeah, I know. We're, uh, we're still with uh, uh, Mezzuchelli, who's doing great, but... Mm. But uh, no, I'm very much looking forward to when we get to Jr. Jr.
1: Jr. JR. Yes, um, I wanted to just quickly mention the uh, issue ten of the current Daredevil comic. If you haven't read that yet,
0: I it, have not actually. It's excellent. I know I'm a few issues behind. I need yeah. to get I need to get caught up. I
1: think I got nine and ten here for you because I know that you're behind. But there you go. There's nine and ten. Oh, all right. right. More comics. Ten is really good. Oh, what a cool looking cover! Yeah.
0: The covers have been amazing. Yeah, good work, guys. <laughs> yeah, especially the ones with the with the, with the Punisher. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, where Daredevils in the in the shirt, right? Yeah,
1: I thought that would be a good. Uh, if it wasn't for the fact that the Punisher skull has such a connotation now of uh, it's been connected to police beating people up or just just kind of thuggish police groups, um, I would uh, that would be an awesome cosplay because you're just wearing a pair of jeans, a Punisher shirt, and a Daredevil mask. As your cosplay, right? Well,
0: but if you if you end up wearing that, everyone's gonna know who you are, Jamie. So I think it's safe. Okay. I think you'd be okay. All right, cool. Um awesome. All right, well today we got a lot to cover.
1: We're gonna cover a lot today. Yeah. We are getting so close to the magic, uh, the golden episode. Is it gold? It is, isn't it? Fifties gold. Twenty-five. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm talking about episode 50 is (laughs) on the horizon, the the golden episode. The
0: golden episode, yes. Yes.
1: Um, Let's give a quick rundown. We're going to do a couple of quick little cameos, which we will cover after we've done this preamble, because they are super quick. There's no dialogue. Mm -hmm. There's nothing really in them. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're going to be covering issues 222 to 226 of the title series. Uh, volume one, still, mm-hmm. and then we're going to be covering Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider Man issues 107 to 110. I think that's it. Um, the two cameos will be in Amazing Spider Man 267. Oh, no, there's a there's little three, there's a yeah. fantastic four 281, which I forgot.
0: That's a, that's actually, I mean, w- we'll go through it really quickly, but Daredevil yeah. actually makes it he it, he's it a speaks, yeah. Well, he's a, he's in three different chunks,
1: yeah. So, uh yeah. We'll go
0: over that one a little bit. Yeah,
1: and uh, Secret Wars two issue three. S- Secret Wars is so yeah. Jim Shooter. Uh, I mean, I know <laughs> we've we said it way back in the beginning when we were talking about you know the the problematic history and the separation of creators and the art form and all of that. And we you know we said we didn't want to get into it with the whole Stan Lee. What did he do? What didn't he do? Um, Jim Shooter is just odious. He's got an odious. History, You know, he came in, he's, he, he got into the industry, he became the editor-in-chief, but he just has so many marks against his name. And to be perfectly frank, Secret Wars 2 especially is just a bad series. It's a really bad series. And it's him forcing it down everyone's throats across all the books.
0: Well, if that's the way you feel, then thankfully all we really have to talk about is Daredevil is not even in Secret Wars 2. No, he just pops up he just in the
1: third issue as a floating head. As a floating head. Yeah. So
0: that's really all that we have to talk about. Well, we that, do have... So.
1: The, there's an issue where he meets the Beyonder. He has the, the Beyonder tries to hire Franklin and uh, Matthew oh, as okay. lawyers to take over the world. Um, but Jim shoes is just... And that series is just... Uh, except for the fact that there's a pretty decent X-Men issue that's drawn by John Romita Jr. that was involved in the Secret Wars. So it's like... Any book that is part of Secret Wars two that is good mm-hmm. is in spite of and not because of Secret Wars two, and it's definitely not because of Jim Shooter.
0: You know, every year, I mean, maybe it wasn't like this back in the in the eighties, but at least now, every year Marvel has a big crossover event, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's really hit or miss because every year they try to top the previous year, and yeah. uh, there have been some good ones. There's been some bad ones, so you can't win with, with all of them. You, can't you, win you with like all of them. the
1: original Secret Wars. I I think it's fun. It's Jim Shooter still, but I think he does a good, I think he writes a good Dr. Doom. Mm. And that's partly because I think he is Dr. Doom. (laughs) No, it is, it it is so hard to write a bad Dr. Doom. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Doom is amazing.
0: And Galactus is really cool. Yeah. um,
1: I'll just put some chocolate in my mouth. Well, while Jamie eats (laughs) some chocolate, we'll
0: mention, uh, uh, or Jamie already mentioned this, that Daredevil has a very small appearance in the amazing Spider-Man issue 267. Mm -hmm. um, And all it is is Spider-Man is swinging through New York City, and at twelve twenty p.m., he swings above Matthew Murdoch, who looks up with a very startled look on his face, with a cane and a briefcase that says "MM" on it—a monogram briefcase. Yeah. So that is the appearance of Daredevil mm-hmm. in Amazing Spider-Man Two Sixty Seven. Yeah. That issue is
1: kind of fun. It's just mm-hmm. Spider-Man tracks a, a crook that he's uh, that's on the run because of a, but he gets a spider sensor on him, it takes him out to the suburbs. Hilarity ensues as he mm-hmm. tries to swing from tree to tree and uh, meets the suburbanites, and right. is out of his element. But it's pretty fun. And then uh, next up, we'll just we're going to go through these pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Fantastic Four issue two eighty one. Mm-hmm. This one is unfortunate, like. I haven't been I haven't been keeping up with with Fantastic Four. You know, it, it takes yeah. enough time to read Daredevil as it is.
1: So, um, For this this series th- I actually was yeah. reading around this time, uh, dropping in and out of Fantastic okay. Four It's the John Byrne run, and this this is the Malice. Um, I think there was isn't there an episode uh, an, an issue called a town called Malice, I think, or something like that, and um, it, it's a they're introduced to a, a kind of um, hyper femme fatale. She's very. Overly like S and M looking character called Malice, and we, mm-hmm. we slowly learn that she's it, the so. mistress of hate. Yeah, she's we, the mistress of hate. We find out that she's Sue Storm. She's Sue Storm being manipulated by yeah. a couple of villains. Uh, Daredevil pops up quite a bit. He's uh, he New York is burning. Yeah, there's it, a load is, of hate it is and
0: burning everywhere. Like yeah. it, there's a great two page splash at the mm-hmm. beginning of this issue where you have uh, what's his name The the um, the hate monger, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, like we're looking out over New York. Yeah, he's on a gargoyle. And uh, you can see New York is just burning. Yeah, it's burning su- with hate. It's such, a, yeah, it's such a, it's such a cool little, uh, a, a little two page splash. And and they were able to spread this hate through these pamphlets that had this type of like, yeah, I don't know, some type of organic alien substance. They you know it's,
1: it's it's kind of wild because it's kind of it it gets John Byrne uses this again in the Legends miniseries in the DC miniseries where you just have people being turned against everyone by a, a figure of hate. So anyway, so
0: we see Daredevil three times in this issue. The first time we see him, he ends up stopping a mugging uh, where we have a a white guy.
1: um, There's two white guys uh, that are going to kill a black homeless woman. uh, Yeah.
0: And and one thing that they want to that that we should point out is that um, the hate, it goes between all different groups and Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be necessarily a trigger. It can be well, it's a trigger, but something that happened way in your past. Mm -hmm. So, like, if something happened that at any point made you a little bit racist, or at any point made you a little prejudice against a specific group, um, then it brings that feeling up back out. You know, brings it out into the open and Mm -hmm. causes you to you know spread the hate. And so, Daredevil ends up uh, uh, saving the black lady from the from the two um, white guys that are mugging her uh, just because she's black, and then. Right after she saves, or uh, Daredevil saves her life, she punches him in the face, Mm -hmm. and that it just goes to show, you know, like there's hate everywhere. And uh, so Daredevil, you know, she calls
1: him a honky, doesn't she? Yeah, something like that, or a cracker. I can't remember. Um,
0: So, uh, so Daredevil, Daredevil saves her life, and then. Um, the next time that we see Daredevil uh, in the issue is when he actually swings in and saves Johnny Storm mm-hmm. when uh, he ends up losing his power. Yeah, and
1: Malice uh, surrounds him with a bubble, an energy bubble that we, as, as we, we find know out. it's yeah. Sue Storm, we know it's a, a uh, invisible one of our oxygen mm-hmm. bubbles, um, which makes his flame go out and he drops out of the sky. Daredevil swings in and saves him. Mm-hmm. And he him and Reed get into a conversation and he says, you know, I can't actually see this person. All I can see is a sphere of energy around them, which makes Reed understand what's going on. Up until now, he's been too busy looking at the pamphlet and trying to work out what the, how the ink or the alien paper Mm -hmm. has been making everyone go crazy with hate. Right. Um, and they slowly work out what's going on and, um, uh, Reed decides that the way to, uh, to break the spell, the hold on, on Sue is to make her hate him completely so that mm-hmm. she goes com- through the barrier. So he just uh, dismisses her and patronizes her and slaps her. And uh, it's... <laughs> Jump, jump, Come on. <laughs> uh, so she ends up uh,
0: getting free, yeah, uh, from the spell, and then she says she's going to get her revenge. And Daredevil just kind of there in the background is you know making note that hey, this is working. Hey, you know, good
1: work, everyone. Good job, Reed. Good work, and the spouse. So anyway, so
0: that is Daredevil's appearance in Fantastic Four Two Eighty One. Yeah. So that kind of goes over all the little cameos and guest starring uh, stuff that uh, Daredevil did uh, during this time period. Done, did then. So now let's go over the spectacular Spider Man. Now this is. A a four-issue uh, run that starts with 107. It's mm-hmm. 107 to 110.
1: This is and the uh, the death of, is it called? The, yeah, it's the death of uh, Jean the Wolf.
0: You got Peter David writing it, uh-huh. and uh, Rich Buckler is the penciler for, I believe, the first three is he issues. The yeah, he is, isn't he? And, and, uh, and uh, Brad uh, Reed in his Incan. Who yes. And There's
1: I th- actually a really cool bunch of Incas on this series, because you have Carl Baker. Okay who is and it's nice because you see you see the inkers you you're really aware of the change in inkers um Carl baker's one of my favorite artists um and brett breeding is very very good so it's a nice bunch of inkers um and the art
0: the in my opinion the art is great yeah the first three issues i really like the art the art in the last issue Mm -hmm. we had a different uh different penciler yeah and uh it, it it's one of those deals where w- when you have a whole story, because this is truly a four parter. Mm-hmm. So when you have a whole story and you end up changing the art halfway through, yeah. even if it's a good artist, it takes you out of it because you got into the story with a specific type of art. Yeah. So so I hate when they do that, when they don't just have the same artist you mm-hmm. know complete the story. I know because of deadlines and everything, I understand. Yeah. But yeah, it, often
1: it, they would try and get an artist to match the style back then, especially, mm-hmm. or they would try and get an artist to, to ape. The house style, which was very, um, it went from kind of Kirby to Ramita to um, uh, Beshema, I guess, would be. But yeah, this is, Rich, Rich, Rich Buckler was a, is a um, DD alumni as well, wasn't he? So we're used to his style. So um, for, uh, a
0: couple things with this four-part. A uh, few things. A few things. Uh, first, of all, like I mentioned, I like the art. Secondly, there's a lot of really cool moments, mm-hmm. a lot of really cool characters. Yeah. There's also a lot of really dumb moments and a lot of dumb characters. <laughs> so this is literally one of those, those series that I enjoyed reading it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took a lot of cool stuff from it. But at the same time, there are a few parts where I was like, man, this is silly. Or, or this, just doesn't, this just doesn't work you know, the way that I believe uh, mm. it should go. And, and, and this is Black Suit Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, this and, is and, pre him and, being told to and, put it away. Exactly,
0: and Peter Parker is way different mm-hmm. than the Peter Parker that we know today. Yeah,
1: this is an alien uh, suit. This is just, he's still wearing the black suit. Right. Because Black Cat gave him the black suit, because you said the design is good, even though the, you got rid of the alien, but um, the suit but, is still good.
0: But, I mean, there are some times in, this, in, in these four issues
1: where he gets very, very aggressive and he, yeah, gives he, some
0: poundings for the sake of pounding.
1: A friend has been killed and yeah. it's tipped him over the edge. The friend being, uh, uh, Jean DeWolf, who yes. was a, uh, a detective, a, under, a detective. Yeah. And then her detective. And it was the daughter. Uh, it's a, a, a family. Hey, um, I do you call it a, she a, has a cop. V- yeah. She has a
0: very, very kind of a tragic mm-hmm. upbringing where her, her, her mother, who is a little bit on the crazy side, um, <laughs> She could not handle the fact that um, uh, that she took interest in what her father did. Uh, he was he's a police officer mm-hmm. and um, and he didn't want anything to do with his with his daughter as yeah. well. She, he didn't want anything to do with her because he had wanted a son. And so there were those two things that were going on that made her upbringing a little bit. you know she had a bad upbringing, but then yeah. her mom ended up mar- uh, remarrying another police person, uh-huh. and that that guy ended up taking de uh, DeWolf under his wing yeah. and sort of training her and, you know, giving her the guidance and, and, and the strength she needed to grow up, and, and eventually she ended up becoming a very, very high-ranking detective yeah, with the intent of she wanted to go all the way to the top and I believe be the first female commissioner.
1: Yeah, that was the, the plan that she was going to get yeah. all the way up to there. Um, but she is murdered is killed um, this is a lot of this is about um, vigilante justice and mm-hmm. and where um, I guess it's where like that weird blend in the superhero world where you have effectively the good vigilantes who are the costumed superheroes and then the bad vigilantes who would be like the punisher or uh, the character that we meet in this series um, at the same time you have Peter Parker is uh, he's dealing with some Uh, personal stuff where the crime, like petty crime is on the rise in in New York and uh, a friend of aunt May's is mugged, Mm -hmm. attacked, and um, he, he manages to get him to scare off the muggers, but isn't able to stop it. And the guy is pretty badly hurt. Um, and, he catches he catches the the muggers who are like the typical comic book punks at this stage mm-hmm. you know there's and there is some great artwork yeah. here jamie like i just want to
0: say like man like there's stuff of Spider-Man jumping over, you know, the, those little motion lines when he jumps uh-huh. and, and the crazy way he bends his body. Yeah. And when he's throwing blows and knocking these goons down. Yeah. And, and it, he goes in hard, like you said. Before, yeah. He, he goes, goes in. in super hard and he's just beating him for the sake of beating mm-hmm. him at one point. And even the police officers show up and they're kind of like, whoa, whoa,
1: you know? Yeah. Can't, can't,
0: chill. Yeah, yeah. Chill Spidey. Yeah. Yeah. Chill Spidey. Um, and that's where Spider-Man finds out over, I, I can't remember if he heard it over the radio, um, or one of the cops told him, but that's where he finds one out... Of about one about out of the cops. One of the cops tells him. About Gene DeWolf um, being found yeah. dead, and, and they actually had a previous... Not a romantic relationship, but they've they, been friends. They've been friends for yeah. a while. Gene DeWolf, De
1: De yeah. uh, kinder to Spider-Man, especially during this period. You know, there's been... Um, in this period in Spider-Man's life, he's been in and out of favor with the police, and she was very much pro-Spider-Man. So, you yeah. know, there's photographs of them in her apartment, I believe, where they're hanging out and stuff like that. Um, And while this is going on, J. Jonah Jameson is looking and for those sweet, sweet Spidey pictures. He probably. is,
0: and I actually really like the moment with J. Jonah Jameson here, because he talks about... um uh how he thought it was disgusting that um, Gene de was murdered in her bed, the way that she was killed. Yeah, and then um, he's talking to uh, what's his name, um, uh, Robbie Robinson. T- talking to Robbie Robinson, mm-hmm. and uh, he and Robbie goes, "I always thought you said you didn't like her, the charm of an ice cube tray." You said, and, and mm-hmm. this is this is so out of character for Jay Jonah Jameson, mm-hmm. but it's so true. This kind of dives down to like, you know, his morals and how he actually mm-hmm. feels because everybody knows all Jay Jonah does is badmouth Spider Man like mm-hmm. crazy. And then he goes, for pity's sake, Robbie, I didn't like JFK either. That doesn't mean someone I don't like deserves to get killed. And yeah. then this is where Robbie starts to test him. and goes, well, what about Spider-Man? What if he were killed fighting those criminals you always claim he's in cahoots with? <laughs> and then uh, he, he says, you're being blasted, morbid, Robbie. Uh, and he goes, well, Hitler deserved to die, and so do assassins and cop killers, scum like that. Whatever else he is, Spider-Man is not one of those. That is probably the nicest thing that J Jonah Jameson has mm-hmm. said about Spider-Man ever yeah. is saying he's not like Hitler.
1: Some people are down on J Jonah Jameson, but he has a it's a very firm moral compass he just so happens to be an antagonist to a to a hero. But you see it time and time again especially in, in more in the Daredevil comics where he has uh, run-ins with uh, Ben Urich which we'll cover in the next uh, episode um it's he he's actually one of the good guys. He's just He's just an angry man with a bad mustache, mm-hmm. but he is—he—he uh, is—he has a very good ground, a well-grounded moral sense.
0: I think so. Yeah, if you throw him in in a, in a situation where it's a life or death situation and there are other people around, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to go run and hide in the corner no. or grab another person to use as a bulletproof shield. No, he's going to actually. You know, kind of do what Foggy used to do at the beginning of Daredevil. Yeah, he's going to throw a few punches yeah. and try to protect those that are less fortunate than him. those sweet, sweet Spidey pigs. Yeah. Uh, so the next up here, we, we, we end up meeting another character who pops up a few times, who's kind of used as a... I kind of felt like a little bit of a red herring.
1: Absolutely. He was thrown There's in, a whole bunch of red herring. Yeah, and, and,
0: and that's why I said, I kind of mentioned at the beginning, there's some cool characters, some bad characters. <laughs> Wasn't a very big fan of this it's, one.
1: It's a real... The four issues altogether are like a real classic whodunit thriller.
0: Yeah, yeah, which which I do like. I mm-hmm. do like whodunit thrillers. Um, but this is re, uh, Reverend uh, Jackson uh, uh, Tolliver. Mm-hmm. Tolliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tolliver. And he's a... Uh, um, and kind of, he's an outspoken um, reverend who likes the, you know, likes the limelight, likes to be in front of a camera.
1: Yeah. There's yeah. another, this is another J um, Jonah moment. Um, he says, Tolliver, weren't you mentioned prominently in the Atlanta slam several years ago? And Tolliver replies, why, I'm surprised, sir, that a white man would care so much about the slants of young black children. And Jay Jonah says, why, Reverend Tolliver, are you a racist? <laughs> He's all about the he's just straight. He's just Yeah, yeah. You know. But yeah, he's uh you're introduced to him quickly as a mm-hmm. red Harrem And he
0: will he will pop up yeah. more. And then we meet another uh character uh who's Spider-Man um Detective Carr. Yeah, Detective Carter, who ends up taking a Stan uh, Carr. Stan Carter. And I love the way that Stan Carter talks to Spider-Man. Yeah. He treats Spider-Man. Almost like a little boy, and and, and, I, and I like it. Yeah, he it. does. It,
1: it, Gets, it, it, gives him a lift in the car, mm-hmm. offers him some cocoa, yeah. uh, talks to him. He's basically super friendly to him, and he's like, you know. And,
0: and, Spi- and Spider-Man is just trying to get information, and the only reason he's being friendly with him is because he knows that Gene DeWolf, who used to be his partner, right? Mm-hmm. That Gene DeWolf likes Spider-Man, and that's the only reason why he's uh, being yeah. nice to Spider-Man.
1: yeah. And uh, Spider-Man says, you know, I liked her, too. So there's a a connection between them. Then we see we are introduced to our our hero. And he looks pretty stoic. He looks great. He's swinging through to sea. Uh, You know, he's having a good time. He's jumping off buildings and swinging at the last minute. If you didn't uh, guess, we're talking about Daredevil. Daredevil makes an appearance, yeah. And he's (laughs) talking about how he's got to get across. He's he's running late. Or he's running perfectly on time, I should say. Mm -hmm. But it all depends on him catching... hike getting a what are you not hiking I'm trying to think of the word. Catching a certain lift that he has to get, which is the uh the W M J D traffic helicopter, mm-hmm. which he's gonna connect to with his uh, trusty tensile cable it's
0: kind of a really cool moment because you think yeah. about it so daredevil needs to get from one side of new york to the other side of new york he doesn't have super speed he can jump on rooftops he can yeah. swing he's but he's done he, with the
1: subway at this stage. yeah
0: he does have some limits to how fast he can move so this is definitely the quickest way for him to get around town is yeah. to swing onto a helicopter so
1: he happens on the helicopter and then he basically makes it to the um, manhattan criminal courts where he is uh defending the, the two the, punks, the, the punks that,
0: yeah that were caught beating yeah. up aunt may's friend uh, what was his name
1: Oh, uh, what is his name? That's a good point. Um, Ernie. Ernie. We'll call him Ernie for Ernie, now until yeah. we can find it. Yeah. Um, the So what
0: ends up happening is is that um, Matt Murdoch, because he's a good lawyer, ends up getting it so these guys get out on a re- on a reasonable amount of ba- uh, bail.
1: Yeah, he's he c- not defending them as purely innocent. He's right. just saying that it's an excessive amount of bail and they should be not being found guilty of anything. Yeah, yet.
0: these guys have no money. Mm-hmm. So if you set a really high bail, then it's not fair to people who have a lot of money. So of course they agree with Matt Murdoch and this makes um uh, what's his name again? Uh, Ernie. Ernie this makes Ernie furious Ernie? and and uh, Aunt May has to remind him it's just an arrangement. It's not the actual trial. Yeah.
1: And Peter, Peter Parker's there. He gets angry as well. And, you know, he says, you know, Matt Murdock, I thought he was a good person, but he's just scum like everybody else. Goes it, over and starts shouting him. And Aunt May comes over and says, you know, for shame on you. He's. Because he doesn't. He he makes a. He says, uh, how can you look at yourself in the mirror every day? And. This is another moment. This,
0: this is, is. This is. Something big happens in. This is kind of a. Um,
1: this is a, a this key is, moment for Joshua. We should. say. Yeah, this is a this huge. This is building to, to what he's been waiting been, for he, he, for a long time. Exactly,
0: it doesn't happen in this issue, but I think it happens in the next one. But right here, we get we get Matt. At
1: the end, yeah. We
0: get Matt Murdock's once again recognizing that he's de- he's talking to Spider Man. The Spider Man is the one that's interrogating him.
1: But this is this is the key moment here. Yeah. So, yeah, Matt thinks that heartbeat voice, it's Spider-Man, but he must be in his civvies. After he thinks this, and this is probably the first time this has happened, Mm -hmm. Aunt May says his name. She says, Peter Parker, shame on you, because he said the whole looking in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Now, I think this is the first time that he, in the past, he's been around. Peter Parker. Peter Parker, but he hasn't had the name come out. He's meeting someone right and then he gets pulled away or oh who's this young guy? He sou- this guy sounds like Spider Man, but I don't know his name. It must be him, which we saw a couple of issues ago mm-hmm. in in the Daredevil maybe or or a couple of podcasts ago we mentioned mm-hmm. it. But this is the first time that the name and the recognition that this is this is Spider Man. Excuse me! Oh my goodness! Yeah, and, and what's so great about it is—is
0: is, 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 I think it's next issue where we we get the actual like where they find out each other's secret identities. Yeah. But it's just cool because this is an iconic moment, and and this will be a trivia question at some point in our lives. You know, when, when people, you know, when we're you know fifty years from now, and everyone's listening to our podcast, and we're, you know, this is a world famous Daredevil podcast. Yeah. People are going to say, when did Peter Parker and and Matt Murdock figure out that mm-hmm. they were you know the other one was Daredevil, the other one was Spider Man? Yeah. It was in people Parker. Parker. Spectacular yeah, yeah. It's coming up next issue. I'm yeah. excited.
1: Yeah. So, um. So we meet another character. We meet another character. Horace. The,
0: yeah. Horace, who's the judge who, yeah. who Matt has had some dealings. Horace, judge Horace. <laughs> judge Horace, who has had some dealings with in the past. They were actually yeah. kind of buddies.
1: Um, and, yeah. They're, they're kind of, uh, uh, I can't think of his surname, but Horace, the judge, mm-hmm. um, gave, uh, gave a, uh, presentation at, uh, the college that Matt was studying at, um, and he was he asked a couple of questions and, and they became friends from that interaction um, a long time ago. And they have kept kind of in touch. And I think it, you get the impression that Horace has kind of followed his career and, and kept an eye on him and kind of uh, not mentored him. But they've they've built a, a good relationship of like, you know, a judge and a lawyer, as, as good a relationship as those guys can build. Um and then, and I really like the artwork in, in this section it's, it's here. It's all great. Yeah, it's really, really good. Basically what happens is that Horace goes back into his um, chambers, uh, private chambers, and, um, well, the, the, the little judge's room, he says, he's going to go. He says, we, we'll go get some lunch, uh, Matt, and uh, let me just go get out of my robes. Um, and... Hiding in the Shadows. Hiding in the Shadows. Is the villain mm. of our, yeah. our four-parter. Matt parter. senses someone who is a bulky male holding a long, thin object, a shotgun. And he introduces himself. It automatically, The first thing he says is, I am the sin eater. And who are you? Sin eater. Sin eater. And Matt says, don't hurt me, I'm blind. And he says, that's bad. Are you a lawyer? And he says, yes. And Matt senses that his pulse goes crazy. And he... Opens fire, and Matt's able to jump down. But because he's in a, a closed room, the noise kind of uh, deafens him, throws him off balance a little bit. But then he, the light is on as well at this stage, and he says, "You know, I've lost the 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 gunshot has smashed the window, so the light is pouring in from outside." So he says, "I've lost the advantage of darkness, but he's reloading. I can hear that, so I'll quickly yeah use the, while he's reloading the billy uh, club.
0: Yeah, Matt." takes apart his billy club and yeah. uses it to ricochet off the wall. Yeah. He throws it and hits the Sin Eater in the head. But right after he hits the Sin Eater in the head, what yeah. happens is is Horace steps out from the little judge's room, yeah. and we find out that he's the actual target, and Sin Eater quickly turns around, picks up the gun, points it at Horace, the fires, reloaded gun. Fires. The reloaded gun, mm-hmm. fires, shoots, and kills Horace, and Matt screams in the background, realizing he didn't, Stop, Sin Eater from killing Horace, yeah. and that's a big deal because not only is that his buddy, but you know that's you know Daredevil not saving a life. Yeah. So a huge ending yeah. for 107, and that takes us straight into uh, issue 108.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is where we see uh, Horace Rosenthal, um, who is given the lecture, and this is when we see Matt and him becoming friends. It's a, it's a little flashback moment. And, um, Matt is kind of, you know, cheekily pointing out that he thinks that he made a mistake in, um, in a ruling that he made in a case. And, uh, Horace kind of likes his gumption, I guess, and they become friends. Then we jump forward. The cinema has fled the scene. Um, and Matt is In. in Horace's room, Horace's chambers, uh, where he's bleeding out. He's dead. And, um, Matt is kind of trapped because he's in a room and there's a bunch of witnesses now that are in there saying what's going on, and like there's this, this moment where someone says, you know, someone shot the judge, and uh, I don't. Is this guy just someone that's just hanging around the callby He says a public service, if you ask me, and he says nobody did. Um, and then this guy tries to start a fight with Matt. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> I, I like how he goes. He figures the only witness is blind. Yeah. Just kind of shows you <laughs> how this much trouble to They're having.
1: <laughs> This guy is, like, all charm. Yeah. Um, and then Matt kind of makes a break for it um, while everyone's running into the room. We get a, a cute little cameo from a certain Charles Bronson uh, where they're <laughs> talking about vigilantes. Um, whilst we cut outside and we see uh, Peter and May and... Um, uh, Ernie, Ernie walking away, um, and he uh, Ernie Ernie's talks still about angry.
0: He, he's mad about how those punks ended up going, yeah, uh, getting he, uh, being being released on bail. And he talks about how he's a veteran. He's a veteran, he, and he
1: he, he he mentions this is the the Chekhov's gun moment here, where he says, you know, I even still have a gun I took off a German soldier back in the war. I think one of those three punks was German. Maybe the judge was a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> and uh and peter says uh judge rosenthal hmm not really not quite sure there ernie you might be a little off track there um while this is while they're walking away they're, there's a crowd of people running from the court trying to get away because sinny here is now out on the street he's running he has his, he's he's kind of um you know he's vigilante looking guy who's got like a purple shirt and a green mask and gloves and a shotgun and this is a huge moment jamie
0: yeah so um Peter Parker quickly goes and changes when he does this. Obviously Uh, he's, you know, he's leaving Aunt may alone, which Mm -hmm. we'll bring that up later. But so he goes and changes and, and and then confronts the sin eater, sin eater quickly. This is what I like about the sin eater. He doesn't waste any time. He just fires a gun. He opens fire. Yeah, which a lot of them, they talk about at first, Mm -hmm. giving the good guys enough time to stop the bad guys, right? Well, he turns around with a shotgun, he fires, and what does Peter Parker do? Peter Parker jumps out of the way. Instinctively. Instinctively, but by doing so, people behind him him end up getting shot. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about how that's going to make you feel as a hero. You save your own hide, and by saving your own hide, there's innocent bystanders that are getting, you know, injured or killed.
1: And while, uh, while Spider-Man is distracted, he turns around and Cindy is reloading.
0: Yeah, and he realizes he goes, "Oh oh my goodness, you know, this is this is terrible." And like, what did I do? You know, people behind me were shot because I jumped out of the way. Could I have done something different? Could I have, you know, taken the gun out, but instead I decided to jump out of the shot? Mm-hmm. You know what to do? He quickly realizes that he needs to focus
1: and then he goes to take down Sin Eater. Yeah. And they get into a little fight. But he's, he's completely off balance because yeah. of what ha- what's yeah. happened. is throwing him off balance. It's, so yeah. Sinister manages to hit him with the gun even though he's webbed it up so he can't fire it and gets a pretty good blow into Spider-Man. Spider-Man recovers quickly and knocks him down. And this is a moment Sin mentions that he killed Gene DeWolf. He's the guy who killed her. And he says, I killed Gene DeWolf. I killed um, a judge. And now I'm going to kill you. And he hits Spider-Man again. Again, Spider-Man's off balance. He's emotionally all over the place. Mm-hmm. And he can't pull himself together. And he's getting beaten down by Sin And he unleashes a super-powered punch, which sends Sin flying. But then... He turns around. And,
0: yeah, he realizes that Aunt May is on the ground because he had left Aunt May to go change and, and left yeah. her unguarded, and so automatically his focus goes to Aunt May and he's wondering is she shot? Is she hurt? And while doing this, Sinister takes the time to to try to escape. Yeah. So Peter Parker has a decision to make: check, uh, you know, make sure that Aunt May is okay, check in on her, or to yeah. follow Sin. Uh, the Sin Eater, yeah. and of course, obviously, we know what Peter Parker chooses. He goes after Aunt May, but in yeah. doing so, he actually takes out a spider tracker.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I love this. He throws it at Sin Eater. Yeah. It hits Sin, Sin Eater, and so you automatically think, you know, this is where the story's going to go. He's going to yeah. track her, going to track Sin Eater through the uh, the little uh, spider uh, tracker. Tracker, but no, mm. Sin Eater actually notices it on his shoulder. He, he takes he, it.
1: No way, no way. He <laughs> takes
0: it off and throws it on the ground. Yeah. I thought that was so cool.
1: Yeah, not only that, but he's also, he he realizes that his webs, his web shooters are busted where it must have been where he was blocking the blows from the gun from Sinia. So he's pretty much just uh, in his jammies and worried about uh, Aunt May, and he knows that he can't really do much as Spider-Man in this instance, so he has to change back into Peter and get over and help Aunt May as much as possible. And when he does
0: that and he goes to see Aunt May, Ernie's kind of mad at him. Like, where'd you go, boy? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, why, Ernie's why mad did, that he ran off. Yeah, why did you run off? You left Aunt May unprotected. And, mm-hmm. and Aunt May is like, oh, stop it,
1: Ernie. Don't yeah. give the boy a hard time. Exactly. Uh, meanwhile, Daredevil was changed yes. pretty slowly this by all uh,
0: That's so funny. I was going to say that, Jamie. This was like the slowest. Daredevil outfit change probably in the history yeah, of comics. Yeah, he mentions
1: that because it was so crazy at the courthouse, he couldn't find anywhere to change. So he got there late, and uh, a bystander actually says, you missed everything. And he's trying to find Cinny. Uh, and he says, you know, this is crazy. I only know how to pick him up from his heartbeat. I don't even know what he looks like. Um, I, I have no idea. I'm pretty useless at this stage. And while he's looking around, trying to think of this, a bus goes by and we see Cinny ears on the bus. There's a guy that's on the bus with him that's giving him a look like,
0: uh, uh, like why
1: are you wearing a green a mask. ski mask, yeah, buddy? What are you doing?
0: Yeah. Uh, so then the very next day, Spider-Man goes in and checks in on, um, Stan. on Stan the Man.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and uh, Stan looks like Reed Richards. He's got that, that uh, white hair on the yeah. sides uh, above the ears, kind of like Reed Richards does. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man once again, we can tell that Stan is not a super big fan. However, because of Gene DeWolf, yeah. he, he's willing to kind of entertain the idea that Spider-Man is actually good and is there to help.
1: Yeah. and He uh, mentions he's frustrated. Stan mentions that he's frustrated because the, the only witness in the shoot and is a blind guy. Was a guy. blind guy, yeah. Um, and we know that this guy is now called Cine. Uh, we also get a... Um, Stan mentions that I did, did. he used to work for shield or did he, he did? Yeah. He, he used to work for so shield. He's and, pretty.
0: And we find that out because Spider-Man notices that on his desk, there's a framed picture he has, he has a of, sign Nick, pic. of Nick Fury. Nick it's Fury says,
1: really looks like David Hasselhoff in this picture. He yeah. really does. Yeah. Yeah. Best wishes. Kind is of n- Terrifying. <laughs>
0: Best wishes, Nick Fury. Um, and, it, and, uh, it was, a, it's a story that he decides he's not going to tell Spider-Man when Spider-Man asks about it. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, we just get a little bit more banter between the two, and we find out that he really liked Gene DeWolf a lot. And uh, he also says that um, he doesn't have authority.
1: uh, Yeah, he says, Look, I can't can't do anything, but here's the thing. You know, the, the apartment's sealed as a crime scene, but here's the funny thing about seals they can be broken. Um, but, yeah, you know, I. That, you didn't hear that yeah, from me. Yeah, it's that typical
0: thing. You can go, you know, get some more information if you yeah. want to. But I'm not giving you permission to do it. But if no. you decide to go there, lift up the tape, go underneath, Yeah, there's not going to probably yeah, be anybody that be okay. stops you. Yeah. yeah,
1: and then we cut to old father, what's his face, whose name I've completely... This heard. is a different one. Is it? Oh, yeah, I this, is, it was no, a... this
0: is not the same reverend. This is, okay. a, this is a different person. Um, who is there where where people are going to confession. Yeah. And uh, somebody comes in and and says, uh, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I was here the other day. I still hear the voices, Father, in the nighttime. So that's all we get. So we know there's something going on that's going to take place here, but this is just kind of foreshadowing something.
1: Yeah. Then we get to the funeral. We see oh, Spider Man actually gets to sorry, Gene DeWolfe. He gets to Gene Dwarf's house. He goes through and he spots a couple of things, but he's sat, yeah, nothing's leaping out at him. This, but
0: one thing he does realize when he goes to the uh, the apartment, Jamie, is that she was not infatuated with Spider Man, yeah. but took a really big interest in him.
1: She really and, liked him.
0: Yeah, like she had cut uh, newspaper uh, yeah. clippings that were that were cut out um, of Spider-Man articles and Spider-Man pictures. And Peter even takes a moment and he, and he starts to wonder like, yeah. huh, I wonder if, uh, there could have been something between us. Yeah. You know?
1: She was always so aloof, he says, yeah. but you know, but she obviously cared for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we do get to the funeral and, uh, we see, uh, Jean's mom and dad, uh, arguing, um, out there. And she's, she's mad at him about the, you know, the whole, She blames- mom, mom is still angry that, that Papa encouraged mm-hmm. their little girl to become a cop. um, and Matt is nearby. He is at the he, he another went, funeral,
0: right? Yeah, he's at another funeral, and then he hears a heartbeat. He's at Horace's funeral. Yes, uh, and he hears a heartbeat, and he yeah. realizes that is the same heartbeat of the Sin Eater.
1: Yeah, and he so, knows that he's kind of stuck because yeah, he, there's nowhere to change. Again, this is this is his Achilles heel, of course. Yeah. is that people? He doesn't want people to know his identity. Right. So he's got nowhere to change. Not he can't even run behind a tree and change quickly. Yeah. Um, but so all this stuff, all there's a load of stuff going on. You know, we, we, we we kind of have, uh, an abundance of characters. Every character that, uh, that Jackson Tolliver makes an appearance stands there. Um, J. John, we, we see J. Jones Jameson and he mentions, uh, uh, that Ned, um, I've forgotten that guy's name. Ned do Who know about? Oh, he's, he's from way back in the Spider-Man series. Um, I'm completely blanking. He's one of the other reporters. Um, but Ned and J. Jonah Jameson are flying down to Florida um uh for a meeting, and uh Robbie says he's gonna take care of the paper and Marla, who is uh J. Jonah Jameson's wife. Um so he says, you know, just take care of things back here. I'll be back as soon as I can. Um and Matt is just kind of trapped and he's like he's he's basically trying to find a way of like quietly he's like standing there going. Sinia, uh, Sinia, uh, but no one's listening. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, I don't know what to do. I can't get away. <laughs> um Then we see, we go back to, uh, yeah, is isn't, is it? It's, it's a completely yeah. different priest, but a different yeah. priest is in the confessional again. And we have, we had another red herring in that previous meeting with the, the priest. Uh, we say red herring, but another possible uh contender yeah. for the Sinia. But this time we see the Sinia and he's in his costume mm-hmm. and he, shoots the priest through the confessional booth um and there you go and carl baker did somebody in kim which is really nice that's all right so i actually. was wrong it's not actually no one i think eight. it's right at the end i think it's in the in the fourth the fourth <laughs> issue of the the story where, where they find each other's identities yes. okay
0: i i just told the listeners it was in one away but it's not one i'm
1: embarrassed for you but that's okay
0: it's in either 109 or 110 but anyway so now we're on to uh, part three of of who done it
1: who done it? He was nice, in part three.
0: Yeah, we get a nice little recap on the news. Mm-hmm. Peter Parker's watching it. We get comments from community leaders. We yeah. find out that, um,
1: um, they see Reverend Tolliver on
0: the news. And the key thing is is that, uh, Marla Jameson, who's J. Jonah Jameson's wife, ends mm-hmm. up inviting Betty to come over for like an all girls uh, weekend sleepover yeah. type of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, because her husbands are both out of town.
1: And because she's kind of nervous. She says, you know, there's this whole thing about this, uh, this mm-hmm. killer that's around town, and I'm kind of jumpy, so it'd be great to have some company. Um, and we, we kind of run through, like, everyone is watching the news. They're talking about the possibility of copycats. They're talking about all this other stuff. Matt's listening in, and I um, like this is a... Uh, who is the character Jablonski? That's such a great name, but uh, oh, here we are. Uh, in other crime news, alleged drug dealer Gerald Jablonski. <laughs> uh, sorry, I just found, I found that funny. For some That's reason. okay, you're Jablonsky. allowed. Jimmy. you're allowed. Um, then we have a moment where Santa.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a neat little a moment where it says the police are unsure of how the burglar, ha, the, how burglars have been, are these burglaries have been happening. Yeah. But it's kind of cool, and I thought this was a neat moment. So Santa shows, starts tapping on a little girl's window. Yeah. Um, uh, near Christmas, it's not actually Christmas Eve, but we're close no. to Christmas. And, uh, so, you know, little girl seeing Santa, you know, opens up the window and is like, Santa, what are you doing? Christmas isn't for a few days. And, uh, Santa's like, let me in and I'll tell you. And, yeah, uh, so, creepy. so the little girl lets her in and, uh, she's talking about, Hey, do you like Oreos? My dad says you like Oreos. Yeah. And it, it just kind of shows us, you know, like the type of crime that's happening in the city. Yeah. And, uh, there's now a Santa burglar. That That is, uh, you know, stealing stuff by get letting children, letting them into the house. Yeah. But then we get a cameo. We of, get a cameo of, of, of,
1: of, of one of Spider-Man's oldest nemeses. Yeah. Kingpin. Uh,
0: Kingpin. 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 And, and, I and this
1: love... is great because you yeah, do, so Kingpin cool. is uh, dictating a letter to a, a Miss C.B. Kalish. Uh, talking about how...
0: I am um aware of your recent attempts to contact me with regards to becoming, as you put it, my new staff assassin. However, your recent assault on two of my men in your guise as Madam Fate was neither welcome or appreciated, nor was it necessary. I have no need for assassins, staff, or otherwise. My business dealings are quite legal at this time. I shall take no action against you since I personally and up... He ends up shooting in the air he has because the
1: cane, the cane, he, the, he rests the cane on his yeah. shoulder at this point and fires up into the corner of the room because he realizes when he says, I have poor violence.
0: Because Spider Man is not up sincerely up there. See, Fisk. Th- this is it, Jamie. Like, this is Kingpin. Yeah. Remember how I'd been complaining a little bit, how yeah. he was taken out of the office and was yeah. doing too much of the leg work, too much of the you know, getting his hands. He's, He's the business legit. guy who yeah. sits up and everyone fears yeah. him, and that's what I like because we get a little bit of this right here. And Spider-Man wants some answers. He's from also Kingpin. very calm.
1: That's the other thing about him. That's uh, that, that's one of the big problems. Uh, the current Punisher series, yeah, uh, which is really good fun. Um, um, uh, Matthew Rosenberg, I think, is the 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 writer on it. He writes a really good Punisher, really good Frank Castle. I can't stand his Kingpin because his Kingpin is constantly on the edge of losing it. And just mm-hmm. angry and swearing and shouting at everybody. I like this Kingpin. Who's no, just like I, I
0: do. I do too. It's, I'm not even going
1: to get out of my chair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Spider Man goes there to get some answers, and uh, Kingpin is. Uh, I guess he's not really there to help. Um, or he he doesn't have very much information that can help Spider Man. Well, no.
1: He there, there's Does actually he? A, there's this cool little moment where he says, uh, "I'm I'm just stopping in because I'm trying to find who killed." Jean de Wolf, right? Oh, Jean! De, fi- I keep saying Jean. It's Jean, Jean and, de Wolf, and, and, he, and f- he
0: figures that Kingpin would know something yeah. because King Kingpin is always in the know.
1: And this is what King Kingpin's reply here is: uh, I did not like Captain de Wolf nor Judge Rosenthal. They were both honest, and honest people bore me. <laughs> but someone who kills priests, I have no truck with. Priest killers polarize cities, and such cities are harder to control. You may leave now, Spider-Man. Oh, and by the way, I trust you will find it necessary—you will not find it necessary—to render any more of my guards unconscious on your way out. It's such you a You might cool learn a few points of subtlety from your friend Daredevil. He merely knocked on the front yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so we I know that, that Matt's gone ahead. Yes. Or Daredevil's gone ahead. Yeah.
0: But but he doesn't. But Kingpin was not able to give. Spider-Man any useful yeah. information.
1: So we cut to Matt going to Josie's bar and he says, you know, I can't go in as, as Daredevil. I've got to go in as Matt. Hey, you, um, real
0: quick. Do you think that Spider-Man is kind of mad? Cause remember, this is th- this is Peter Parker where he's starting to get a little angry and crazier. Do you think that he's upset that that Matt Murdock slash Daredevil is one step ahead of him right absolutely. now? Absolutely. He's yeah.
1: angry. He's angry and he can't quite put things together. The whole, you know, the previous issue, the whole thing of like, I can't get a hold of myself. I'm too worked up. I've got to... This is a continuation of that into everything. So, he, yeah, of course he's mad. Now, Matt goes into uh, Josie's and says, uh, I, he basically just cuts to the chase. He walks in. He says, I don't have time, but I don't want to come crashing through windows. Um, this is the, the, the way to handle this is to just come in as me. So he says, <laughs> I'm looking for the guy who killed the priest. <laughs> and if any you can help me, I'll make it worth your while. And then a couple of people come, grab him. And he does his, you know, he, he beats them up, but he doesn't smash the window. Which he makes did.
0: Josie so happy, but yeah. at that moment, our buddy Spider Man. Yeah, this is
1: great. So, so Matt is like, "Okay, we'll help you." The, the guys go, "We'll help you, Slick. We'll tell you it was ain't none of us know anything about that But if you get the scumble, we'll give him one from me." And Matt leaves, and Josie is like, like uh, Joshua Sand. Uh She's like, "Oh, for once, for once, nobody broke the wind crash." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man <laughs> swings in through the window, smashing it, and she's like, "Oh, come on!" And then he does what. Daredevil realized wasn't the smart thing to do, and he goes in throwing some punches. All he does is he beats up some guys in a bar. And then we cut to a series, of, a page of him just swinging around, beating people oh, up, trying to get Such an answered. awesome page. Yeah.
0: Such an awesome page. Yeah, Spider-Man is just, he's really angry.
1: Yeah. So he grabs some guy um, who has, uh, he's been given a name, and the guy's got a little cocaine spoon around his neck, so he's not a nice guy, but he's there with his kid, and he takes uh, the kid for a swing, is this Jablonski? It is Jablonski? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jablonski. So he takes Jablonski, and they go and get some a milkshake and are talking. And he says, "You know, I've got to try and find this this guy who's been killing people." Um, and Jablonski trying to help him as much as he can, but he says, "You know, I'm just a middleman. I'm, I'm, you know, I I'm a drug dealer. I'm nothing. I'm 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 not involved with this sin eater guy." Um, you got to help me, and you know he says on oh, my daughter's life. I don't know anything about him. I don't know anything. So we cut to the Daily Bugle. I just want to say this kind of
0: shows Jabonsky. how how Jab- Jabonsky, no, uh, how Spider Man is a little bit more ruthless. Yeah, he takes Jibulski to get these milkshakes, and then he's going to leave. And Jibulski's like, "Hey, what are you doing? You were going to give me protection to give yeah. you all this information. Yeah. You can't leave me here." And then uh, Spider-Man was like, I never said I would protect you.
1: Yeah. So he leaves. Yeah.
0: For, he knows that all these guys are going to end up, you know, yeah. Wh- while them. they're leaving, all the yeah. guys are reaching in for, for their the guns. guns. Yeah. So th- that is ruthless. Yeah. Spider-Man's, Spider-Man's just, yeah, he is he's over it. He is over it. He is ruthless.
1: So, Peter walks into the, the bugle, and he's kind of slumped shoulders. And he's saying, you know, Daredevil's looking for Sinita too. I wonder what his interest is. And, then he's, you know, he's he sees a um, uh, Lance Banyan, who is a uh, um, contesting photo uh, photographer for the Bugle, talking with Robbie. And uh, while this is going on, there's the whole thing of like Marlow and Betty talking about how they're great. They're they're so happy that they get to spend time together. And then in bursts the Sin Eater. Cinnat bursts in and he grabs Marvel. Where's Jameson? He says, Where's Jameson? I want Jonah Jameson. Bring that poor excuse of a publisher to me now or, or she, she dies. dies. And Robbie steps up and says, I'm Jonah Jameson's son. Don't hurt her. You don't need to use your a gun.
0: What an awesome thing for Robbie to do. Robbie's the
1: best. He's always, he's always been the best. We yeah. all know. And Peter says, you know, I can't get away to change. Robbie, you idiot. He's not gonna he's gonna shoot you. I've got to do sank." And he grabs the um the wheel, or whatever you call it, the part of the typewriter that that takes the paper in. Yeah, the paper um, feeder. I the guess. typewriter for our younger listeners yes. is a device. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so he he takes that and he rips it out and he says, "You know, I'm going to have to rip off Daredevil's style for this one." He shouts, "Robbie Duck!" and he throws this thing full force into the Cinni's head. Cinni goes down, and they go over and they take off the mask, and it's the guy that we saw earlier that was talking to the priest mm-hmm. in the earlier version, not the one where the priest got shot, but the one Mm -hmm. where he was saying, forgive me, father, I have sinned. Um, And it's a guy called Mr. Greg who is telling him, you know, he says, you know, (laughs) I've been hearing voices, voices have been telling me to kill and Spider-Man notices that Stan isn't around. He says, you know, where's Stan? He's not going to want to miss this. And in walks Daredevil. Daredevil. And there's a great panel here that is very much, it's almost as if uh, Klaus Janssen came in to, to ink this page, actually. Daredevil looks so Klaus in this uh, he comes in and he says, you know, I just, uh, I, I wanted to listen in. I wanted to check something and I want to talk to this guy. And he's listening. And while this guy is confessing, basically saying, you know, I'm the sinner or I did this. And then Daredevil says, Spider-Man, could you come over here a second? I want to speak to you. And he says, this man is a copycat. This isn't the man who killed the, all the people that we're looking for. And he says, but he just came in. He did this. He burst in. He, he says, it's not him. You have to trust me. And he says, how can I how can I explain it to him without giving away my identity? I can't do it just yet. I'm going to have to wait at least one more issue before I can tell him who I am. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, they say, okay, we're going to work together. And he says, like, you know, Spider-Man is still very angry, and, and Evil's telling him, you need to calm down. You need to work smartly because yeah. at the moment you're just, you're just lo- going out I, and roughing I, up people. I love
0: this moment because, remember... Daredevil is, is older than Spider-Man. Yeah. We know that for a fact because Daredevil's in his mid thirties. He's always going to be older because he's 28. <laughs> and, and, uh, so he's kind of being a fatherly like superhero yeah. type figure to Spider-Man. And Spider-Man's
1: been doing it and, longer, but Daredevil is older.
0: <laughs> uh, and through detective work, we find out that when they're looking at, uh, what what's his name? The Stan. Back. When, when he's looking in Stan's, no, not Stan. No, Stan the, Car- oh no, 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 the, no, the,
1: uh, Jamie, what are you doing?
0: Go on. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. Greg. So, Greg, Mr. Greg. So they're inside of Mr. Greg's apartment, and uh, they go and Daredevil finds this hidden closet, and inside the closet is this. Um, they find the Sin Eater suit. Yeah, the Sin Eater suit. Yeah. And uh, this is just as important as well. I just wanted to bring it up now because we'll go over this next issue. But
1: well, no, but they they go through the room and they see that Stan, that that Greg's bed is against the wall mm-hmm. and he says, you know, there's something not quite right about it. It's up against this wall to a neighboring thing and there's a door between the two apartments. Mm-hmm. And they open the door and they go, that's weird. And they go into it and they- Spider-Man says, this is Stan Carter's place. He's next door to the cine. He lives next door to the cine. Uh-huh. And they start to look around. And that's, that's right, when Matt. they find the they wardrobe. They find the wardrobe. Or the closet, sorry, America.
0: The, they find the closet where they find the Sin Eater's outfit. So they find the Sin Eater's we, outfit. So we find out that Stan is a Sin Eater.
1: So we find out that the voices in Mr. He Greg's head was Stan. Stan on the other side yeah. talking. And
0: so now we know who the main bad guy is.
1: And they find out that the Sin Eater is after Jameson. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, you know, they came, he came to the bugle. And he wasn't there, so but we caught this the copycat. But if he's after Jameson, he might go to his house. Mm-hmm. And Jameson's in Florida. The people with Ned Leeds—that's his name, Ned Leeds. Yeah, um, who is the Hobgoblin? I think I can't remember. Sorry if I'm spoiling it for anyone. But I don't know. It's been so long since I read that run. I really like that run. Um He says, you know, Betty, who is Ned's wife at this point. I think they. Yeah, heard, I think so. Yeah, um, is staying with Marla, and he uh-huh. says We're, we should get over there because they might be in trouble he might go directly to his house so spider-man phones up he must sound like this when he's phoning because he's still in his he's he keeps his mask on so he's, hey, <laughs> um, so he's there and he phones up and he says uh and betty answers oh no no robbie answers and says you know um Uh, They they call to get the phone number. They call to get get the phone number.
0: Robbie ends up giving Spider-Man Jameson's home. Which is great. I love that. And even Robbie's Robbie's like, like, I I could be getting fired for this. This is terrible. So Spider-Man ends up calling, and it's Betty who ends up answering the phone because she's staying with Marla. And 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 Spider-Man
1: says, Betty, get out of there. Are you You, there? Get out of there. You're in danger. And 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 at
0: that moment, the Sin Eater shows up with his gun. And this is why I like the Sin Eater, a.k.a. Stan. Stan. Is because the Sin Eater does not waste any time. So no. at the very last page of ish, of this, the third part, yeah. he fires a gun right at the chair that Betty was sitting yeah, at. Yeah, we
1: see the chair, the back of the chair yeah. explode. Mm-hmm. And we also see Spider Man's Spider Sense going crazy on the other side of the phone. So we mm-hmm. know something gets bad. And the Sin Eater is not wasting any time. Sin Eater uh, is not wasting so this any last, time. So
0: this last issue, uh, Rich Buckler did the layouts. Yeah. M. Um, Hands, I'm not sure who M. Hands is, did no. the did the finishes yeah it's
1: a slight change in art style it's a little more blocky and a little less uh, uh, Buckler Rich Buckler is such a great artist he's uh, he's just got a really good um, sense of of uh, physicality telling the story and of of uh, facial expressions and stuff like that. So he's really good. So
0: we find out at the start of this issue mm-hmm. that um, Betty did not actually die. She was able to... She Well, we she, have a little moment first okay. where
1: we have this great page where Spider-Man and Daredevil are swinging, but Spider-Man's swinging so much further ahead because he's angry mm-hmm. that we slowly see Daredevil like receding into the background. Right. We don't have him calling out saying, way up or anything. We just know that Spider-Man... Daredevil's is like, not going to waste his time
0: saying, no. slow down, I got to keep up. We
1: But we get the sense that Spider-Man is completely his own head because every piece of dialogue in this is his internal thoughts we have a great little Ditko-esque uh, flashback and we see uh, the artist try and do Steve Ditko and a little bit of uh, John Romita, where we see about you know him and Betty they they were they were a couple back in the day and now they're they're not, but he's swinging, mm-hmm. he's getting further ahead of Spider-Man and uh, getting ahead of Daredevil. Daredevil he is, is just, so angry. Yeah. Spider-Man is so angry. That was my point. Thank you for getting me there.
0: Of course. No, Spider-Man is so angry. And and so, um, like I was saying, so this shoe starts and um, Sin Eater just fired the gun at the chair. We find out that Betty did not die. She actually was, she actually ducked down mm-hmm. in just the nick of time. And uh, survived, did not yeah. end up getting hit. And so she's saying, What's going on? Like, why are you doing this to me? And Sin just kind of reveals his plan a little bit yeah. and saying he, that he kills sinners. He yeah. kills people that sin, and Jameson is one of the biggest sinners of all. And while he's, uh, he, then he starts to choke Betty with the gun up against the table. She grabs a letter opener and stabs him, yeah. and which kind of pushes him back off guard, which gives yeah. just, him in the thigh. just enough time for Spider Man to get there and his. Angry, angry, stampeding rampage. And he crashes through the window. Nice, awesome splash page. Yeah, Spider-Man comes in, is so thankful that Betty's still alive. Yeah, and this
1: is where, this is to counter the previous issues where he was like, I can't get my head together, I'm out, I'm confused because I'm emotionally. This is him running on pure emotion and instinct, smashes in, sees Betty's alive, webs the gun, takes the gun away from him, cracks the gun. Just blocks a couple of blows from him and starts pounding on him, pounding him, him down. big yeah. time.
0: And at that point, Daredevil shows up to you know in the nick of time, nick to, of time. Sa- to save Spider Man from killing mm-hmm. Stan the Man. Um, <laughs> and uh, so Spider Man literally or Daredevil literally has to put Spider Man in like a chokehold to get him to stop. Yep. And Spider-Man, of course, punches Daredevil out the window. Who swings back in, <laughs> and then they get into a little ruckus out in the street. It's always fine when it's always fun when they yeah. fight each other. You know, um, if they actually fight, Spider-Man definitely has the advantage over Daredevil.
1: Oh yeah, we know that he's physically much stronger. But than
0: in situations like this, Daredevil, I believe, would win the fight because yeah. when Spider-Man is in a rampage mode. Yeah. You know, he's not thinking clearly. He's not using his best judgment. So at that
1: point... Daredevil is a precision fighter. Yeah, he is. I yeah. think
0: Daredevil has the advantage.
1: Yeah, but and he manages ways, to knock him out. He manages yeah. to use his Billy it, Club. Like to I was saying, him. yeah,
0: he distracts him and he knocks yeah. him out and he ends up winning the fight. Even yeah, he says, Spider-Man you know, he says, powerful.
1: incredible. A dozen punches and he's barely out. His heartbeat's still strong only a few minutes before he comes to. Uh, the only reason I beat him was because he was so emotionally worked up. But Sinny killed a close friend of mine and I've still got my professional detachment. So does Spider-Man feel too much or do I feel too little? So he gets back and the press are talking about how Betty got away and Betty and Marla are talking to the press about the Sin Eater and he's out on a run and they're like, they give the name. They say it's, you know, Stankar. Stankar and the entire police force are like, okay, we're going to get him. Everyone basically says, we've got to get him. So a few things
0: happen. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson ends up returning. He finds out that his wife was in danger um, but you know, and everything ended up going well. Thank you, Peter Parker for letting yeah. us know. Uh, uh, Peter Parker calls Aunt May and finds out that Ern it was Ernie.
1: Ernie.
0: Uh, Ernie finds out that Ernie still can't get over what's going on in the city and the fact that those, those muggers were let out. so he decides to go carry his gun with him. Yeah. So Ernie grabbed his gun and uh, gets on the subway and while on the subway, uh, we have two you know more colorfully dressed punks come up, actually three people, and start to kind of pick on him, sir, asking yeah, for money. Yeah, they like sailors. Yeah, and, and without sure. even thinking, Ernie takes out the gun and ends up shooting shooting this guy in the stomach. Yeah. So Ernie runs out, um, and then meanwhile, now we go back to the courtroom or back to the police headquarters where they have um, Stan, and he's getting interrogated and kind of explaining, you know, why he did what he did.
1: Yeah, and I mentioned that, that Stan, when he was at S.H.I.E.L.D., was in a research and development program. for. Um, he was given uh, various drugs to increase his strength, including um, PCP. And uh, it was basically... The, the reason that he's been able to hold his own against Spider-Man is because he's, uh, he has drug... Uh, enhanced strength mm-hmm. and endurance, um, but he became very angry because of it. No surprise there, and was let go. Um, but they kept it quiet, so um, they they have him there. But everyone has surrounded the the police station and said, "We're going to kill the Eater. and they're smashing the place up. And the police are trying to protect him to get him to the the. Jailhouse, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, and, the, you know, the, the members of the public are there saying, you know, you're you're on his side, you're protecting him, you're all in it together. Uh, Spider-Man and Daredevil get there around the same time and Daredevil kind of admonishes Spider-Man and says, you know, there's not much difference between you and this guy if you're going to go around punching people until they're, they're it, near death. And then there's a
0: cool moment where Daredevil ends up getting caught up in the in the heat yeah. in the heat of the moment with the, the crowd kind the of crowd. overwhelms
1: the police so he jumps yeah. down to try and protect him and Spider-Man says I'm not going to protect him yeah. he's a killer and he says you'll you'll just as bad." And, as I, him. and I love
0: this part so Daredevil's starting to get beat up and in his radar sense is able to you know he's yeah, losing he's control because there's so many people around so he needs Spider-Man's attention because he wants Spider-Man to help him to get him out of all the cra- uh, of the crowd uh, yeah. the riot in the crowd and so he's calling Spider-Man Spider-Man's not looking so he yells Peter Really loud. And Spider-Man turns around and realizes, oh my goodness. So then he this swings down, he, he he swings picks, down, he picks says, up Spider or One picks side,
1: up Daredevil. I have to save my idiot friend. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: then uh, so they end up leaving the scene. Yeah. And this we is see cr-
1: Gene's stepdad has got to here, and he's choking him out, basically. Or yeah. to, to uh, Stan yeah. and Spider Man says, "I know this is this isn't going to sit easy with me, but I can't let you kill him." Mm-hmm. Get Stan it, away. It,
0: it, it's weird because Spider Man, in a way, kind of learned a lesson, and it was thanks to Daredevil. And Daredevil taught him, you know, like yeah. you have to have restraint. You can't let the motion get your best to you blah 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 blah. so this issue ends up ending and this is the moment that i was waiting for there's three uh, panels though yeah where minutes says, later
1: the crowd mm-hmm. has been dispersed and Stan safely loaded onto a truck daredevil says spider-man i'm sorry i shout out like that i had to do something to make you realize how bad the situation was and spider-man replies you want to do spider yeah, voice? yeah he
0: hey no harm done dd although i never expected the the man without fear to panic
1: no fear, that's me. But desperation, that I have loads of. So Peter, huh? Yep. And in case you're wondering, my handle is Matt Murdoch. Matt? Wait, you're kidding me, right? I mean,
0: Murdoch's blind. I mean, that is... Uh, let's go someplace and talk about this. It's kind of a <laughs> funny little moment. So they yeah. go, back go back and, and, have and they, some they, have a little, they have a little scene where they talk about it. And then yeah. that's where we get... At May ends up calling Peter and is like, Peter, Ernie, shot a guy. We need yeah. your help. And that's how the story ends. So as a whole, this was kind of fun. It kind of trailed off at the end. I felt like the last issue, it was, I mean, the story really yeah. ended at the very beginning of issue four. So you now we had all this aftermath of stuff and and, and everything. But it is, was really cool that we did get to see the moment where... Uh, we find out that yep. Daredevil and Spider-Man now know
1: each other's secret identity. Yeah, issue 110 of Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man for anyone yeah. that wants to uh, make a note. Yeah,
0: that will be that. that has been asked on at least one or two trivia shows, I'm sure. Yeah, at least. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, now we're going we to jump in go into, into the actual issues into, of Daredevil yeah. that we're going to
1: cover. Sorry, this was a long uh, preamble. Well, we spent a lot, a lot of
0: time talking about that. So we'll before.
1: just rush through the Yeah, yeah. Daredevil
0: <laughs> is in the books.
1: The end. Thank you.
0: Um, um, so this first one was really strange because we've got Daredevil <laughs> and it, it looks like he's going to be in the swamp and we find out that he's in the New Jersey
2: swamp.
1: Yeah, this is a pretty fun and, little uh, stand-alone. It's a great... Uh, yeah. uh, 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 oh, what's that guy's name? Um, the cover. I really like the cover. It's the guy who did uh, the cover of The Samurais on the Bridge. Bear with me while I bring up his name. Keith Pollard. So this issue
0: starts. We're 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 back to Denny O'Neill scripting and David Mazzeielli penciling.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, so it's the same team there. Yeah. And um, we start on an airplane, and we find out that Gloriana, who is heading back to Ireland. Yeah. Um, man, she's just she's. Just, Get, runs into a string of bad
1: luck. Like it's, O'Brien. Yeah,
0: it is It is crazy how how her bad luck is just like piling up uh, Yeah, lows and lows and lows and heaps of... She's cool. on the
1: plane and there's a hijacker. So, so Hijackers sh- t- tell him that they have to take the plane yeah. down into a small airport and so, the, the stewardess says, Tinkerville Airport, it can't even, this plane is yeah, too, yeah, big too big for big. That. Are you no kidding me? So, and the well, guy goes crazy. Gloriana jumps up and knocks yeah, the guy over and but he this fires is, a gun.
0: Yeah, and this is key because so he fires the gun right and it actually ends up Ricocheting off of a package that a that a, another passenger is carrying, mm-hmm. and there's this noise that's coming out of the package. And at that point, we find out that there's a funny odor that comes with it too, mm-hmm. and that somehow this is making everybody panic. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong; I'd be panicking fear enough if some gas. if somebody was firing a gun on an airplane and it yeah. was looking like we were crashing. However, the fear gas was coming out of the uh, out of the package, which is pretty yeah. awesome because we know what's coming with that one of mine and Jamie's a, kind of a tie in to one of my and Jamie's favorite Daredevil villains sort yeah. of it's yeah. kind of tied in. Um, but we go back to New York and um, Matt finds out from Betty. Uh, well, well, first we got to mention
1: there's a, there's a great, there's a, a death well, in the family. There is
0: a death in the family. We, we lost um, Nelson's
1: mustache. Yes.
0: Nelson's mustache has finally been retired after way too long. Yeah. And anyway, so Matt shows Matt up
1: mentions that Italy was fun. So we get like, sort of yeah, to the last issue. While,
0: uh, while he's talking to Betty's, when is when uh Foggy is shaving off the mustache, and of course, Foggy comes out and is like, Becky. Hey, do you do? You, do you, oh, sorry, Becky, So, like, Hey, do you, do you notice anything uh, anything different? And then he realizes, Oh, I forgot you can't see Matt. This happens like so many times. Yeah. Come on, buddy, I, I figure you've been with him long enough, you know, yeah. you need to watch.
1: The, Becky's listening to the, the news on her, on her Walkman, yeah, well while this and, is and going. she
0: finds out that the plane that Gloriana was on ended up crashing, and so of course, Matt, who If you guys all remember, Matt has just dealt with Heather Glenn's suicide. Obviously, recently, Electra has...
1: As far as he's concerned, she's dead. She's
0: dead. So this is another potential love interest that has bit the dust. And so Matt starts to freak out a little bit. And so, of course, he rushes over... To uh, the Jersey Swamp, which is interesting that he's still in the Matt Murdock gear when he gets there. I figured he yeah. would have switched over to Daredevil, but he doesn't. No. So anyway, so they're in the New Jersey Swamp. He goes there
1: with Foggy as yeah, well. So foggy yeah, there. And, and we
0: find out that there were a few bodies that are unaccounted for, and yeah. one of them is Gloriana, which gives Matt hope, even though uh, the police and everybody they believe that you know. The body's There's, gone. The body's She's gone. There. There's it's so much the ruckus here. But of course, yeah. Matt does, refuses to believe that.
1: Yeah. So and then Foggy bumps into... Our favorite character. Oh. Our favorite character, Debbie Harris. Debbie Harris. Is it Debbie Harris... Isn't it De- I'd call her Debbie Nelson nowadays because no. they are married. No. Debbie Harris. But they're not married. They're separated. No, they're not. So he, Foggy sees her and she says, you know, of course I'm here. She and was poor, my niece. Poor Foggy. And Foggy is he like, just, I'm he li- sorry. You know, he the, lights up and he's he like, I can He literally lights yeah. up when he sees he's her. He's like, of course, I'm so sorry. If you need like anything, I can help you. And the only thing she seems to need is her new bow. Y- yeah, the,
0: the arms of another man. Chalton. Corona, and, and I and I love this that. uh So he extends his hand out for Foggy to shake, and, and yeah. Foggy goes, "Please meet you." Like like really like all together
1: like. Well, please meet you. Bye. And I then so, he I goes and like stands off, off in the corner, funny. looking sad. And then uh, Matt strips down and starts Matt's to look like, for Okay, Gloriana. I better go look. We we also are introduced to another shadowy character that's been watching all of this happen. Someone that we don't know who it is yet, but has pretty much been narrating all of this stuff and saying oh look there's that person there's that person that person Mm -hmm. and then she says oh um uh looks like matt murdoch's gone off and uh she mentions that it's daredevil there's someone who knows that matt is daredevil um matt mentions several times while he's changing and becoming daredevil daredevil starts to mention that the the rain and the the trees and the swamp generally isn't great for his radar sense. Right. So he's having real trouble following him, but he knows that someone's following him. So he gets up into one of the uh, mangroves or whatever you call them. Do you call them mangroves? I, don't know. I call them trees. <laughs> trees. He gets <laughs> up into a tree and then drops down on top of... Black Widow, yes, who Natasha. unfortunately, I do not like her outfit. Is it a new one? No, it it's, no?
0: This, it's the same one with the high collar where oh, it's yeah. gray, where it's got the and she says, the well, spider emblem on the chest. I don't like it.
1: He says, "Okay, look, I didn't want to. I didn't want anyone to get hurt, but I was just following you." Um, and they say, "Let's work together. I've got to find this guy. There's something going on." But I- so,
0: so the reason why Black Widow is there is because um, she's actually looking for the person that was traveling on that same airplane that had the briefcase yeah. that ended up getting shot. So the fear gas came out. Yeah. Um, we find out. Ephesus, sad. Uh huh. And we and we find out that um, the fear gas is actually was. A reconstructed from Mr. Fear's mm-hmm. uh, fear Pellet. So, me yeah. and Jamie like Mr. Fear. So, anytime Mr. Fear is brought up, we enjoy that. Yeah. So, anyway, so it turns out that Gloriana did survive. And Gloriana so, and, and Sad. So, and so did, what's his name?
1: Ephesius Sad.
0: So, Sad and Gloriana, they survived. And they've been and
1: taken hostage by some. The uh,
0: hillbilliest, most yeah, New some Jersey guys.
1: <laughs> just, just some good old Jersey boys. Just Some Jersey boys. Yeah, uh, it's a bunch of like the the, the rather stereotypical inbred hillbillies. Yeah. Who you know, there's the one that can't speak that is missing every tooth except for three, and so and and they say you know we've got ourselves a couple of friends here. I'm pro- I'm sure they're planning to eat him. Yeah, and they mentioned that they're going to marry. Gloriana off, off to, to the brother who
0: is a, a very brother han- drawley such a handsome young fellow brother, brother drawley uh, just no. sort of goes yeah yeah, yeah yeah he's pretty nasty looking yeah so uh, so while that's going and then they on, say after the
1: marriage we're after the wedding we're going to have to kill you because yeah. you know that's just the way it works we yeah so uh,
0: <laughs> while uh, while that's going on Spider Man or sorry Daredevil and Black <laughs> Widow are you know closing in and Daredevil yeah. at one point actually saves Black Widow from a snake takes a snake cool, a yeah. so they end up catching oh 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 and then before they get to them again so. We have a snake, which apparently is a problem in the New Jersey swamp, but also mm. quicksand. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, Black Widow ends up going into the quicksand. So Daredevil, Daredevil
1: gets uh, snared up in, oh, a, in, a, in a foot, in a foot trap. trap
0: that shoots him up in yeah. the air.
1: And then um, Black Widow walks over and falls into some quicksand. And we have the classic thing that happens in every comic book I've ever seen, which is like...
0: Uh, Natasha, I'm throwing you the line attached to my club. Grab it. And use it to pull myself from the slime. Yes, that's what she does. She pulls yeah. herself out from the slime. If
1: only she had fo- like Daredevil yeah. just swum out of yeah. quicksand four or five issues ago. Why didn't he just say, <laughs> It's easy. Yeah. I've got his covered. Swim. Like swim. You, yeah, just yeah. relax. Relax and swim. But yeah, he gets her out and, and he, um, frees he frees while himself is what she's doing.
0: It. We get a cool like Frank Miller type of uh Panel where they're running silhouetted. Oh yeah, I, that is very yeah. Frank Miller, isn't it? I do like that.
1: Yeah, and then we get some nice stuff that looks like it's from Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. um, where the wedding is happening. Um, gloriana has been put into this ratty old dress. Yeah,
0: and so sad. He, he kind of steps up and is like, you so know, says I can, yeah, I could be the minister. Yeah, for let, this, me, you let know. me help this. So while he's let doing that, he opens up the fear gas. Yeah. and and makes everybody get scared and afraid. And at yeah. that point. Uh, that's when uh, Daredevil and Black Widow show up. Yeah, and like uh, monsters, like monsters. Everybody. They end up beating up the uh, the inbred uh, uh, swamp guys. Yeah, and um, end up saving
1: Gloriana. But even though she thinks they're she monsters thinks that well. they're monsters as well, because the Black fear Widow guys. has to knock her out. And uh, mm-hmm. and you know Daredevil says you you could have been a little a little bit, bit nicer. Yeah. Little like, nice no, 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 I gotta get it. I got this. So
0: they end up chasing after the guy with the briefcase, and yeah. you find out that uh, the the, um, the fear gas. Uh, ends up breaking yeah
1: and so in his face he he, he breathes it all in and dies of fear sad, fear sad fear yeah Um, and he says my antidote stopped working oh my goodness ah freaks out and then um, Natasha comes over and she says uh, this canister was the one that got shot on the plane there was no fear gas in here he just died lame yeah lame (laughs) end of issue
0: well hey Daredevil does have devil in his name and I'm sure he looks pretty scary lame where is
2: she Where's Rachel?
1: Where's okay. Gloriana?
0: So next, next up is two twenty three. Two twenty three,
1: which is two twenty three. It's a is it's a through gritted teeth secret wars two crossover code written s- I've by say, Jim Shooter. S-
0: something happens in this. Okay, so we're just gonna sum this one up real quick, Jamie. We're gonna send this stuff real quick.
1: The Beyonder decides that he's going to hire Franklin and Nelson Murdoch. Nelson, Nelson to, and Murdoch to represent him mm-hmm. in any and basically he, find the legal way that he can take over the world. Yeah,
0: he wants to do it legally. So of yeah. course Foggy's kind of into it because they're hurting and they're gonna shut down. Yep. And and Matt's like, I have nothing to do with this. So, anyways, we find out that the Beyonder his name's Beyonder.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, so, he doesn't I don't think he, th- he's ever given another name. So um, he can
0: he can which is actually kind of neat. He's from behind. He he can separate himself and kind of have like an ectoplasm he
1: a, type. he has his body and his mind. His and
0: mind that. separate. And he follows Matt Murdock and finds out that Matt Murdock is, is Daredevil, yeah. obviously, which yeah. he probably already knew. And he reaches out to him again, and he says, look, I really need you to represent me. And if you represent me as payment... I'll give you your heart's desire. I'll give you your heart's desire. So he ends up thinking that what Matt would want more than anything else is, is eyesight. Yeah. So he ends up giving Matt his eyesight. And when he does this... Matt is so stinking happy, right? So he goes, calls up Gloriana. He yeah. sees her. They kiss. They go have a beautiful day together. They go and they're to the all,
1: top of the Empire, uh, State, Empire State Building, State and
0: they're having a blast. Meanwhile, yeah. Foggy was given a million dollars. So anyway, so everything's all happy. The Beyonder dude is just all, you know, he's like, this is great. Um, I don't care if this takes years. I'm doing this the legal way. This is the right way to yeah. do it. So um, anyway, so cut back to Matt. He's all happy. He's on the rooftop with her. But then he realizes, you know what? Hold on a second. If I have sight... That means, am I really, really concentrating on what is the most just thing to do with all? Like, whenever I make a decision, am, yeah. I, am I making the most just decision, or am, am I making just giving
1: him the answer he wants? The, the answer Beyond
0: he that. wants. Are my decisions going to be biased because I'm being greedy in the sense I'm thinking more about the, the vision for myself yeah. than I am a, how I'm going to be helping everybody else? So mm-hmm. he ends up saying, "Gloriana, stay here. I have to go. I can't explain why." He calls the Beyonder dude back down and is like, "Dude, get rid of my eyesight." I do not want to help you. And this, was, this is what is so stupid, Jamie. Yeah, This is what he says. He goes, you know what? Okay, fine. You don't have to help me. I can't force you to do it. I'm doing this legally. You don't have to do it. But hey, guess what? Mm. I'm going to let you keep, you your, keep eyesight. your eyesight. And, and, and the reason why I'm doing it I'm not paying you for something you're not going to do. I'm paying you for the fact that you've taught me something about human nature. Yeah. And Matt's like, no, get rid of it. I don't want it.
1: He says, take it back. Take it back.
0: Or I'll sue you. So he ends up taking it back, and Matt's blind. And that's pretty much how the issue ends. And it's just ridiculous that Matt was given sight and gives it up when there was absolutely no reason for him to do it. Do you honestly think that the fact that he has eyesight, he's going to be any less of a hero?
1: I already don't know. I don't think so. Though. No, but I don't, we do. We do have
0: a. The, the, I don't a the, the, the B storyline so. of this Just is that Gloriana
1: has been mugged and had a camera, Her stolen, camera stolen. Yeah, and he's going to find the people that did that did it. Um, while he's on the hunt, he gets. That's when he gets his sight, and it makes him kind of sloppy. He falls into some stuff. He, he washes out. He falls into. He he, he tracks down the muggers to a, uh, a a rat poison factory, and he falls into a vat of chemicals and. And says, you know, that was sloppy of me, but I can still do this. And it's only when he is blind again that he's able to actually get back there and take the guy out This is get the, the camera s- back. This
0: is the second time that he's been granted sight, and both times he had to get rid of it. Yeah. The first time he got rid of it because it made him lose his radar sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This time he still had his radar sense, and he even points it out saying... I have my radar still. This isn't like before. And this is what's so dumb, Jamie, is the fact that since he has all of his powers, all yeah. of his abilities, he should keep his eyesight. It is absolutely ridiculous that he he goes to give it back. Well if if this was Batman,
1: would um, Batman have kept Batman, his eyesight? If this was Batman and he said, Here's your parents back, you can still fight crime.
0: He would have kept his parents back. Yeah. That that's that's but exactly Batman's what I'm talking selfish. about. No, no, but I, <laughs> uh, Superman.
1: Here's the thing. It's, a, it's the same Here, thing. No, yeah, but here's the thing.
0: Krypton would never have been this exploded, but you're still Superman. This is
1: a gym shooter is forcing his way into every comic book and saying, you have to do this because I'm the boss and this is my story. It doesn't mean anything. It's just him forcing his way in. And the one thing that he thinks, oh, you know what the Beyond could do? He could make you be able to see. So they have to find a way of getting it back to him, not being able to see. It makes it clunky and it is clunky. I would have rather
0: had the Beyonder guy take the eyesight back. Yeah. I just think it was so out of character for Daredevil to give it back willingly when it did not affect yeah.
1: him. Yeah, but, you know, that's that's Jim Shooter for you.
0: So now we're going to go to issue 224. Speaking of
1: clunky... Yeah,
0: this issue, which is, I believe... Let me check. It's uh, it's actually...
1: There's one it, interesting it, thing about this. It has a... Uh, is it this issue? I might. It's be, written okay. by Jim Owlsey. Yeah. With... But this is Dan cool, Jergens and and
0: and Joff Eicherwood yeah. It's a pencillers. I'm a big Dan Jergens fan. Yeah, Death of Superman. I I I, I like Dan Jergens. gold. Yeah, and I like the way he draws. I like his faces. It, this it's, must
1: be one of his first. Yeah, runs, it, right? it,
0: it it probably is. This is yeah. Um. So there's a lot of great artwork in this issue, yeah. and it's fun seeing it because it, it like literally it looks just like um.
1: Looks like a Dan Jergens. It looks cover. like a
0: Dan Jergens book, which yeah. is what's so cool. Um, anyways, but we have the introduction of a couple characters in this issue. One of them is another blind guy and it's it's always fun. Yeah. It's always fun when Matt is with another blind person. I I, I like wh- that type of little dynamic that ends mm-hmm. up happening between the two blind guys because yeah. we know that Daredevil always takes sympathy. Remember with the little kid that was
1: blind? Yeah, the, and, well, that comes later, but there's the... Um, no, it was
0: earlier, the kid with the dog. Remember he had the Oh, blind yeah. Dog? I, yeah, I, yeah oh, whenever there's any... Terrible t- stuff. Yeah, but whenever there's any I'm type... Terrible in the, it's terrible and it's like
1: heartbreaking rather than it's a bad thing.
0: Yeah, but yeah, and, Anytime it's, it's blind with blind, yeah. it's and always kind of fun. What's
1: his old friend that was? Uh, you remember he pretended to fall down the stairs and uncover the whole secret. Oh yeah, the, 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 the blind guy, that the got, army got, guy. Yeah, I forget his name. I forget his name as well. He comes up in a in a future issue. He's, yeah, he comes back. Um, but so, yeah, this uh, you, you're introduced to Abe uh, Abe Walker. Yeah, Abraham Abe Walker, who is a older uh, gentleman who is blind, and he's been. He's been working as a security guard in kind of like the loosest sense and then became a janitor because he lost his eyesight Mm -hmm. and he's been working as a janitor in this company that has slowly been being used Mm -hmm. as a front for illegal activities. And they've been shipping various things trucking various things around the states um and abe is is working there but he is there the night that daredevil is following a lead and comes to him where he thinks that they're going to be trucking some guns i think isn't it um yeah daredevil gets there and you know does his usual thing takes out some some bad guys goes on goes on a fight and while he's there we hear another someone is taking care of business ahead of him. Yes, and, and the, manages to eradicate. and yeah, disintegrate. If, if
0: if you guys have seen the nineteen, I think it's the nineteen sixty six Batman movie. Yes, if you remember, they had this device that could uh, take all the moisture. It would out take the moisture out of people, and it would leave behind a little pile of of human residue. Yeah, but it was
1: always colored. It
0: was like it was different a, colors different for different col- nationalities. nationalities. Well, anyways, it's a similar type of deal except for uh it, it literally like disintegrates you and makes you go down to a smoldering pile of,
1: yeah. of human remains. Yeah, that Daredevil smells the, the remains and it's kinda of like but two things I impressive. wanted to point out though that,
0: that happened. Um we see Daredevil with a cigarette in his mouth and he's 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 he's, he's drenched in a or he's in a trench coat and a hat undercover yeah. with a cigarette and and uh but it's not lit. It's not lit, but it's just funny because I'd never think we'd ever would have seen him with yeah. a cigarette in his mouth, even though it was all pretend. Yeah. Um, sec- because we know he doesn't really drink alcohol either. He doesn't drink alcohol. He drinks or milk. smoke. So anyway, so Jamie had mentioned, so we met our buddy Abe, our blind gentleman, who's a security guard now, and he was the only witness Daredevil did not arrive in time to see who sh- who ended disintegrating these other guys into yeah. these pile. Of, Basically, what happened was residue.
1: This, this person who got ahead of Daredevil and disintegrated everybody took what he thought was the money that was going to exchange hands for a gun deal, um, but he ended up taking Abe's lunch probably or yeah. like a briefcase that was full yeah, of Abe stuff because and Abe has the the br- money.
0: The money. Yeah, and I just want to say there's a panel. Of Daredevil, where uh, he is mm. like kind of grimacing, but not—he's gr- he's sort of given a half smile, but it's yeah. such an enduring smile. It's such like a uh, type oh boy, of, like it just—it's so out of character. Yeah, <laughs> but it's fun. So anyway, so our two blind friends go to uh, out to dinner, and they're <laughs> he talking takes him about. to a diner him. and drops and, him off. Yeah, and Daredevil's starting to get some answers, and he's asking questions, and of course he's hearing the heartbeat, mm-hmm. and realizing that.
1: It's staying on course, so um, he's following the money. Basically, right, and he goes to Wyman Insurance Company, <laughs> who are the people that are putting up the money for the trafficking. He goes mm-hmm. and um, oh, we
0: also find out that um, Abe had lost a, a locket bucket. that had a picture of his wife, his wife who mm-hmm. had passed away, and that was in the briefcase that the bad guy ended up yeah. accidentally taking.
1: So, he, uh, Daredevil was able to find out that the guy behind all of this, Richard Knox, is the guy who is the the head of this little organization. Um, that is running these guns. And he gets to the office and Richard Knox says, okay, here's what happened. This guy that used to work for us got oh a little greedy, gosh. was skimming off the top and f- went fishing, found a spacesuit.
0: So, to- so, so everybody, just so everyone is clear on this, he gets a fishing pole uh-huh. with a hook, casts it out into the water, and reels in a spacesuit.
1: Space it's a very cool-looking alien <laughs> spacesuit. Puts it on, and the spacesuit gives him incredible powers, powers that can make him appear wherever he wants, can do all kinds of stuff. And the reason Richard Knox knows this is because he just phoned him up and told him that he's coming to kill him. Um, and he also says, you know, in his mind, he's saying, Daredevil take care of this for me. And then I'm gonna kill Daredevil anyway. So mm-hmm. you know I'm 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 a bad guy.
0: It, it's 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 pretty funny, and, and I'll be honest with you, it's a pretty silly villain. He, he's
1: the he's, villain appears and disappears he, yeah. and zaps uh, Daredevil. Daredevil so, fights him as well as he can.
0: So what we find out is we find out that um, the suit has actually taken over his body, yeah. and and he's no longer human. You know, like you have characters like Blue Beetle, for example, where the suit is kind of. Can, Become in control. Yeah. But you still survive underneath this uh, yeah. Dark Hawk. Yeah. You, same type of deal, right? But with this, is his suit is actually taking over his body. And yeah. when it takes over his body, his body basically disintegrates. His body is the battery it's, it's the, the suit. Yeah. And so Daredevil realizes this because he, he doesn't hear any heartbeat. Yeah. And when he doesn't hear a heartbeat, he realizes, you know what? I can now take this guy down. So he ends up beating him to smithereens because it's just a suit. And then literally, like, we find out the guy's dead. Yeah. And it kind of like a Swamp Thing type of thing. Yeah, you
1: said off air that it's yeah. like a Swamp Thing husk of a of It's, a, it's human. a husk
0: of a human. And uh, and it, we can also say that it also has the ability not just to uh, uh, show up wherever it wants to kind of teleport. It can it can also change its form. Yeah. It, it, like, it can make himself look human. It can make himself look like he's in a suit.
1: It's the um, f- most y- filling y- issue y- of filling y- issues. Y- it is.
0: And so it ends with Daredevil saving the day, he saves the bad guy, or he saves the other bad guy from the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He ends up getting the locket back, returns it to our our blind friend Abe, and Abe is so happy that he got the locket back, even though we found out that there was not actually a picture in there.
1: That's um, the that's the stinger at the end, yeah. is that the, the woman in the diner that's been mm-hmm. feeding Abe coffees while Daredevil went off and saved the day. Basically says, uh, oh, it's really sweet that you didn't mention that there was no picture in the locker. Yeah.
0: So anyway, so that's that issue. It was kind of a fill-in one. But then it takes us to 225, 225. which
1: I really enjoy. Let's let's be clear about a couple of things about 225. One, yes. 225, I remember getting this when it first came out because that cover is, is amazing. amazing. And what's so Go ahead. Co- David Mazzuchelli, I think this is the issue where he starts inking himself.
0: No, he'd been inking before. Uh, OK, there's well, been a few of them,
1: but the artwork in this one is it's next level. It changes
0: it. This is what this is starting to get to what we we see in Born Again. Yes. Like like he is he, his his artwork has been evolving and this yeah. is it right here. This is like this is David Mazzucchelli, how we know him.
1: Perfect. Perfect. And
0: artwork. and uh, also on the cover, if you look at the cover, I really like the way the way that Daredevil is written. It's, a, you know, yeah, Comic books have their logos, their mm-hmm. title logos. This one actually morphed it to fit into a building, which well, yeah. on the top of a building. It's cool when they do that. Yeah, they like did it. the
1: uh, the Will Eisner incorporation. And, and if you notice, incorporation. Th-
0: this, this cover, Jamie, has lots of room for dialogue, but they didn't put any dialogue in no there because all. you don't need dialogue. Because this image sings. It sings. It's so good. And we find out from the uh, cover that it's going to guest star... The villainous vulture, Adrian Toomes, and I got to be honest with you, I, I don't know too much about the vulture comic book wise. I yeah. remember him from the from the '90s Spider-Man cartoon, huh. and I remember him from the newer incarnation. But but like his old like stuff yeah. in the '80s, I don't think I've ever read any vulture stuff. He's a vicious, he vicious is sob, and and it, and, it, and so I Tough. learned I learned a lot about the yeah. vulture from this comic book,
1: yeah. which is pretty cool. The Vulture is... uh, So what happens is basically we start with Matt Murdock is going to uh, Heather...
0: Well,
1: Before that, we have a little bit of the Vulture.
0: We have the Vulture where we really learn that he's starting to kind of hate the fact that Spider-Man keeps taking
1: him down. Yeah, he says, you he, know, I'm strong, like, I'm smart. Yeah, there's I'm no way this guy can keep
0: beating me. What is wrong powerful. with me? Powerful. I need to do something, um, and, and what's something that I can do? Um, I'm going to go steal me some jewels, because yeah. I can sell these jewels.
1: Because I'm the vulture. I'm, I'm gonna, the vulture. I'm going to pick off of the dead. Right.
0: So then we, then we get across town then we to, go to Matt, the, Matt sulking about Matt. Matt is
1: traveling. Uh, he's going to go see Heather's grave. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, I haven't even had a chance to visit it since I got back from Italy. So he gets in a cab, drives to the grave. And while he's there, he's just as he arrives, he senses someone is at the grave. And that someone is Adrian tombs the vulture.
0: Oh, my goodness. The way that the vulture
1: is drawn is spectacular. Yeah. Jamie. He looks so incredibly cool. Yeah. I always
0: kind of thought originally like, you know, outfits a little on the goofy side. No, but great. no, 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 no. Yeah. Not anymore. Not after reading this issue. No. no.
1: So so Matt does a quick change, becomes Daredevil, and jumps on the Vulture, and the Vulture is like, "You, you what gotta the, be kidding What me. the Vulture
0: was doing, he was digging up Heather's grave yeah. because he had heard that Heather, Heather had been buried with those jewels, yeah. and that's why he was looking. It was digging up the grave.
1: Yeah, and there's a real sinister thing, which is that um, the Vulture calls Daredevil "Boy." Constantly. Throughout okay, that it that kind was of a, is like that the, was a little annoying. I kind of like it. It reminds me of that uh, the horror movie Phantasm. There's like okay. the big villain and Phantasm calls everybody boy. And but uh, literally every line is boy, boy, yeah. boy. He says you shouldn't hit me, boy. shouldn't hit me, boy. That was a mistake, boy. Yeah. Real bad mistake.
0: You're a fool, boy. Be seeing you, boy, if you're unlucky.
1: Yeah. Um so uh, Vulture gets away he's and, so and cool, he, Jamie. he flies towards Daredevil. Daredevil manages to get out of the way by doing an incredible backbend just to drop himself out of the way and he smashes. The Vulture oh. smashes through a gravestone. Then he's about to take off and get away and Daredevil grabs his legs and he's like, that was a bad mistake. Yeah. He he tries to grab onto... He, he uses
0: his legs to crisscross around a cross that's yeah. attached to a tombstone. Daredevil and, does. And
1: the Vulture kind of just swings his legs at that Daredevil's throne and pulls the gravestone out of the ground, uh, yeah. thrown into another gravestone, smashing in. He thinks, okay, I can still get him with the billy club, wraps the cable around his legs and vultures like, you you got to be kidding me, boy, yeah. um, flies into a tree, knocks him out and gets away. And Daredevil gets back, get, changes back into Mac, uh, goes back to the office. And this is where he discovers that Nelson and Murdoch's offices are no more. The name's being scraped off the door. And Foggy says to him, You haven't been paying attention. I've been asking you for help this whole time. I've been asking you, and you've been distracted. You've been going mm-hmm. to Arizona. You've been going to Italy. You've been going to Japan. All of these things have been going on, and you let me down. And he says, You let me down like you let Heather down. Foggs. come on, Foggy, buddy. Jeez, foggy. is like. Well, he says, he says, you know, you weren't around for me. You weren't around just like you weren't around for heaven. And then he says, I've got to go. There, there
0: are some great panels in here yeah. where we use the reflection of of the the, the blinds, blinds on the window on yeah. foggy and and Daredevil. He realizes that his life is kind of starting to fall apart. Yeah, it really we really notice it next issue, but in this issue we kind of start to see that you know everything is really yeah. falling apart for him. And right now, specifically at the grunt of it or at the brunt of it is the is nelson and murdoch and he starts to remember you yeah. know he has flashbacks of uh stick training him and and, and, and stick it, says it, it you just, know it's important you, you yeah.
1: keep forgetting that the important thing isn't that you have all these powers the important thing is that you're a human that you have yeah. this of a life this this right. grounded half of, ha-
0: half of half the battle or not half the battle half of your strength comes from the things that are not associated with yeah. fighting
1: yeah yeah and, you know, Matt says, is there anything I can do? And he says, no, there's not a darn thing you can do. I'm going for a walk. He leaves the office, and Matt thinks back to stick. And then he realizes that Foggy's left his jacket there, and then he hears the elevator. So this is kind of a, go this up. is
0: an interesting moment. So what do you, how do you read this, Jamie? Did, it's Foggy, kind of, did Foggy go on the roof to commit suicide?
1: Well, it's implied heavily, but I don't think he did. I think he just went up there to, like... Get some air. Get some air. But what happens is he gets up on the roof, and a voice in the shadows starts saying, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right, Tubby. <laughs> yeah. Dummy. No, he calls him Dummy, doesn't yeah. he? He says, That's right, Dummy. Why don't you jump? You know, because Foggy's up there monologuing and saying, You oh, know, I've let it all. I, I can't believe I said that to Matt. I'm such a terrible friend. I shouldn't have done that. But, you know, everything's falling apart. It's all just ruined. Everything's bad. I've lost my marriage. I'm losing my job. Everything's falling apart. And this voice from the shadows is saying, Go on, jump. Jump, jump, jump,
0: jump! Oh my gosh! So we
1: find out it's the vulture,
0: and Matt shows up at the same time, and Matt kind of jumps up and backs him up. Matt, sorry, in he's, a, he's in Daredevil. Yeah, he man. jumps up and pushes. Yeah, he Foggy pushes away, from, away the from the edge because he doesn't know what's going on, and we find out it was a vulture underneath. And the vulture looks so cool. He's literally like, sh- like uh, scrunched up underneath yeah. an awning, uh, being getting protected from the rain because we should mention it's raining now. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's just a cool little. M- Every time the vulture talks in the issue, I love it, Jamie. Yeah. He just sounds so cool. Yeah. Um, ain't no coincidence, boy. That <laughs> Heather Glenn, she offed herself, same as her old man did. I knew her old man, the industrialist back when. And then and then there was that Electra. She died and took a whole lot of a whole lot with her. And all of them was connected to Nelson and Murdoch. So I figure this is the right place for a vulture to be. It's so cool that he's actually kind of taking not just the his handle is not just vulture. Yeah. He's actually acting like a vulture. Has yeah.
1: he always been like that? Uh, not always. Okay. Sometimes people just write him as an angry guy in a in, you know, in a vulture. In a vulture. Suit, okay. Yeah. But this is this is good vulture where he's yeah, like picking so on the good. bones of the dead kind of thing. So good. And he he lunges out, grabs Daredevil, when he flies off of the edge of the building, and, and Daredevil hits him. But he's strong. we it's often forgotten about the one thing about the vulture which people often forget. He's incredibly strong, like mm-hmm. way, way stronger and, than most people. And that
0: has a lot to do with the suit that he wears. A lot it, to do with the it suit. Gives, it gives him a yeah. kind of super strength.
1: Yeah. So he, he punches and, and Daredevil. he can fly. He can fly.
0: From his wings, and his wings are razor sharp.
1: Yeah. He hits Daredevil. Daredevil starts to fall, and he manages to catch onto a fire escape, swing up, kick the vulture, and get onto his back. But the vulture can take a lot of hits. They smash through a window, that um, there's they, they smash through the window of Harold and Gretchen, who look like they're getting it on on a couch, um, <laughs> and they're fighting. But this is great. Like every time Daredevil get you, and this is where Mazzucchelli is is such a good artist. You get this great thing where he's hit by the vulture and he smashes through a door, and you see it. The door in the panel, you see the door knocked completely off its hinges, with Daredevil just looking like he's been smacked through a yeah. solid wall Yeah. and and like people turning around shocked and the vulture kind of creeping through. He cuts through the the elevator doors that are behind Daredevil at this point where he smashed through and just completely shears it and Daredevil starts to think I've got to, I'm, I'm completely at a disadvantage where he has space. Whenever he has space he can spread those wings he can do a lot of damage, I've got to get out of here. So he jumps down the elevator shaft goes down into the basement and the uh, vulture Follows him, follows him down and says, you, you know, you can't run. You can't do any of that. And th- they get down into the basement. Daredevil turns off the lights and gets a little bit of an advantage and then is able to overpower him because he can't spread his wings as much. He's able to knock him down.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was exactly. So he lured him down into the basement because yeah. he figures, you know, Vulture's out of his element here. Vulture yeah. does the best when he's out, outside. Yeah big wide open spaces sky where he can fly so I'm gonna mm-hmm. bring him down into a dungeony basement where I can take advantage and and uh, I can beat him and that's what he does and he yeah. literally like you can see from the artwork just he just pounds it pounds, him. pounds yeah. he even
1: says I'm beating him. You. i'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. prove to myself that I'm no coward by beating you I don't want to die I've had enough because the vulture throughout this has said you've got this the stench of death on you boy mm-hmm. Everything about you smells of death. People around you are and dead. And it's so
0: important that this issue ends up uh, ended up happening right before the next one because mm-hmm. the next issue, which we're going to go talk about now, is, is like of all the issues of Daredevil, this is the one where we go into his psyche probably more than any of them so yeah. far. And he is literally like falling apart from the inside. He's yeah. being torn apart internally. And um, next issue in issue 226... Uh, it's the return of a, a little unknown writer named uh, Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. Frank Miller comes back and uh, he co writes with Danny O'Neill. So, yeah. I, so it's curious. I'm curious how much he actually ended up, uh, yeah. how much Danny O'Neill actually ended up contributing to this because this felt, sounded, and read exactly like a Frank Miller story. Yeah. So I'm positive Frank Miller did the whole script.
1: Right. Yeah, because I- it's kind of, they, they, these are all leading up to something which is going to come, which we'll, which we'll talk about in the next episode. Yes. But um, but one thing, there, there is, before we go to 226, mm-hmm. um, there is a epilogue in this issue, which as far as I could find out... Yeah, that's why I skipped over it. ...never went anywhere. Yeah. Never ever there went anywhere. There was a anywhere.
0: bird that ended up popping up a halfway
1: through the issue that
0: when Daredevil was fighting him... Spots a pigeon or something. And, and he goes, that that bird is like uh there's something weird about that there's bird. There's some strange energy And then that he bird. keeps and then he keeps fighting uh Vulture yeah. and then at the very end go ahead, Jimmy.
1: Well at the very end the bird flies down to a small uh I think it's like a South American uh it's I don't even know if it's a country, it's just like a province or something. Oh here you go. It's a tiny country that maintains only the most tenuous relationships with the United States. The rock rimmed crater, the silver bird approaches is several kilometers from the nearest settlement. It is known as Zona Prohibitor. And this bird turns into a human and says, I've returned, I have seen he who is called the daredevil. He is worthy. And then a slit in a rock says, uh, then you must return to him and do what must be done. Yes, I must return to him or die. Dun, dun, dun. Never, ever brought up again. Zona Prohibitor, this is the only appearance of that place, I believe. It's only had one appearance in the whole of the Marvel history. Well, hey, hey,
0: maybe it's going to happen uh, next issue that comes out.
1: <laughs> maybe, <laughs> right? maybe someone yeah. could bring... The, I, I wonder if anyone has actually gone to an editor at Marvel and said, I want to go into the zone of prohibited storyline. I want to <laughs> dig that one up. Because <laughs> it, it, this guy, it, it, Black yeah. Crow, I guess, is the character, right? That's the only character I could find. Black Crow, who does have more appearances, um, he has 23 appearances. But this is the only appearance in Daredevil, as far as I could find out. Unless anyone has any information about him any other places, Black Crow only appears in this issue of Daredevil. And we have no idea what his plan was, what he was hoping to do. Uh, He was created by J.M. Demetrius and uh, Paul Neary um, in Captain America. So I don't know. Maybe they had big plans for Black Crow. Maybe they did. But we never, ever find out about them because, as you mentioned, the next issue co-written by Danny O'Neill and, and Frank, Frank Miller. Miller is which a, I want to
0: say, thankfully, we kind of shifted gears
1: and went to went to this because... We didn't uh, go to Zona Prohibitor. Yeah, we I'm, went to um, New York. New York is the one of
0: Okay, so first off, I want to say, in the last couple of issues... Is, is when we got the first mention, I believe, that Daredevil is actually from Hell's Kitchen.
1: Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. So
0: um, they actually brought that up. I forget which issue it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might have been the last one, or maybe it was the one before. Yeah. And then this issue deals with Hell's Kitchen a little bit. And then obviously, uh, next episode, we're going to go into Hell's Kitchen a lot. Yeah. So like, this is when you know Hell's Kitchen and religion and everything really kind of start to yeah shape Daredevil into the Daredevil that we know today. So this is a huge part. But... Anyway, so this issue, 226, like Mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier, it reads just like a Frank Miller comic book. This issue, I kid you not, takes you like 30 minutes to read. There is so much dialogue in this issue. Or not dialogue, um... Story exposition. It's a lot of captions. Captions. A lot of a lot lot to read. First
1: and third person narration.
0: Exactly, but it's 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 very well done. And and Jamie, I actually really like this issue a lot Mm -hmm. for two reasons. Number one, everything it does to Daredevil internally, I thought was a great choice for the character right now. It's not it's not forcing him to stick a gun to Bullseye's head, like what we did before, but this is actually getting into his, his psyche and messing with it and realizing that how much pain and destruction he's been a part of in life, right? Yeah. Well, this issue, um, also why I like it, and I know you'll probably agree, brings the return of one of our favorite characters...
2: Mm-hmm. gladiator
0: yeah gladiator returns which is awesome because me and Jamie both love gladiator and what's cool is he doesn't actually wear the gladiator suit he actually wears a different set of body armor
1: he can't stand yeah. the idea of wearing so, the Gladiator so suit. The,
0: so the way that the issue starts is, is we'll kind of go over the issue and then we'll talk a little bit about how it's affecting yeah. daredevil internally but so um gladiator is um uh he's he's commits a crime And news gets out that Gladiator's committing crimes, which nobody can believe because the Gladiator is supposed to be reformed. Yeah. And Matt
1: has a moment where he's like, I can't believe of all the people, after everything that's gone on, where I've I've had people betray me, people dying, people people leaving me. Mm -hmm. And I spent so much energy (laughs) and time
0: to reform the Gladiator, to help the Gladiator reform. How could he do this? Well, we find out the reason why Gladiator has returned to crime is because he, uh, his, his, his beloved Betsy, Betsy Beatty, Betsy Beattie has been kidnapped and the gladiator is forced to do this or else they're going to kill her. Yeah. He's so been he's, told he has
1: to raise mm-hmm. the money of a ransom. Otherwise, uh, Betsy is going to be it, killed. Is
0: going to be killed. So that is why she goes to crime and, and, or he goes back to crime and it's so awesome. This internal dialogue, Jim, mm-hmm. I'm just going to read a little bit of it. it mm. It's, it's so cool. It says like, this is Melvin Potter, right? They weren't supposed to be here, thinks Melvin Potter, somewhere in the blur of where he is or what he's doing. He's been promised there'd be nobody, promised. He tries not to hear the sickening crack of the guard's jaw, tries not to wonder what the burning in his throat is or why he can barely see past the water in his eyes. They'd come up on him so fast and made it all real, made him a thief, a jewel thief. It's all their fault. So what you have here is you have... Him, uh, the gladiator, trying to justify everything that he's doing because he knows. Remember, he's got some psychological issues. He knows that what he's doing is wrong. Yeah. Even though he's doing it for Betsy, he's yeah. still trying to internally justify why he's doing these things. Yeah. And it's just, it's so interesting. Like in and, and Frank Miller and Danny O'Neill, we'll give them both credit for this, just diving into gladiator and how he ticks. This is the issue right here. Yeah. You know,
1: this is, I mean, this is. This is classic, uh, you you have the two parts of classic Miller on Daredevil, which is you have a villain that you're not quite sure what's going on. You've you've set up a thing where it's like, this is the bad guy. What's the story? What's going on? Why is this guy, how is this going to affect Daredevil? And then you have Daredevil kind of unraveling. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the things which I find interesting, especially, I'll, I'll go over this a lot in the next episode, is A lot of Frank Miller's work on Daredevil is about unraveling Matt Mm -hmm. and unraveling Daredevil. And a lot of it is about piling on the pressure to see where he snaps. We've had a a huge period of redemption from Denny O'Neill where he's written about him learning to be a hero again. The Mm -hmm. whole Japan episode was him reminding himself that he is. So it's kind of, it's kind of incredible that it's come full circle and we have this moment of like Daredevil, unraveling again Matt unraveling as daredevil and all the pieces are there you know you have it and it it kind of ties into uh Melvin's unraveling and it's about it's interesting to me that the two characters are unraveling in this way that runs parallel but one of them feels like there's there's hope you know that it can be fixed even though he's broken at the end that it can be fixed whereas Matt as the story goes on, you get the impression that there's more unraveling to come. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Um, A lot more. We see, yeah, we see the law offices being shut down again. We go back to that and Foggy is there with-
0: it With Gloriana. Gloriana. And, and, and Gloriana is, she, she shows up to pretty much break up with Matt because yeah. she could no longer handle- She how, can't
1: stand how he keeps vanishing. How
0: he's vanishing the yeah. distance. And she even mentioned about that that episode where he said he
1: could see. Yeah. And she knew he could see. And she says, I he, don't know what's going on. This guy, he came and yeah. he said, I can mm-hmm. see. He came and he then he ditched me. He just right. ran away and left me. I haven't been able to get in touch with him since.
0: And then we get a cool little moment where Foggy is explaining to Gloriana, like, look, he's he's special. And yeah. it's just, you know, if you're gonna be with Matt, you have to realize that's part of, you know, how he is or who yeah. he is.
1: Yeah. Um so he's always been like that. It's pretty yeah. much the, the idea that you get. And this is saying this is that they start to sprinkle a lot in with Foggy, where you get the impression that it gets to that stage where he's about to say, I know he's Daredevil, but he never, but he, quite never he yeah. He doesn't. While this is going on, of course. Um, we have Matt now. Uh, Betty. Or, yeah, sorry. Betty is listening to a Walkman uh-huh. <laughs> again to get the news. I don't know how she's getting the news on. Oh, I guess they used to have FM radios on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I had one. Yeah, okay. I bet you did too over there yeah, in did. England. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so she's listening to the, the radio and she says, oh, no, uh, Melvin is out committing crimes. Um, Matt will be heartbroken. Then we cut to Matt on a rooftop. And he's been out doing his thing where he's gone to clear his head, running across the rooftops. And he says, you know, this is the only thing that (laughs) works anymore. But then this is, and this is a fun little moment for you. Um, I'm sure you'll appreciate this, Joshua. Um, He says, uh, he was out running across the rooftops when it hit him. He was noticing how beautifully he danced. Uh, And yes, he didn't mind flaunting it. If only to himself. It's terrific. He's, I'm terrific at this, he thought. I'm in terrific shape for my age. That was the thought that stopped him cold, cutting through the gray haze in his head. For my age, thinks Matt Murdock, my age. I'm not even 30 yet. How long have I been Daredevil? How long even since the world threw that isotope in my face making me a blind man? I'm sure I built my other senses. There's nobody you can smell or hear like I do. But it struck me blind, and it wasn't the last bad thing to strike me. Okay, two things.
0: Thing number one, that's hogwash. All right? Uh, no, here, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, Jamie. <laughs> Here's the thing. So, me and Jamie, as everybody, all of our loyal listener, listeners know, Jamie feels like Daredevil is late 20s. I always kind of feel like Daredevil, at least at this point, is kind of lower to mid 30s. Uh-huh. Okay. Push into 35, maybe 33, 34. Um, and the reason why I think he's older is because of all the things that he's been through up until this point. Plus, also, there's some things you have to consider. Number one, he went to grad school.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He did not become Daredevil until after grad school,
2: mm-hmm. to
0: where he graduated. Mm-hmm. So if he 25. So about 25. Because we'll say we'll say he the earliest. Twenty-four. Nah, I'd say the but but it he didn't become Daredevil the day after he graduated. I'm gonna say there's probably at least a year there.
1: Twenty-five. Okay, so we well, Straight out of grad school he started a law firm though. We know that much. Yeah, but he as soon in, as he left.
0: He wasn't Daredevil right away. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit of time.
1: Well, Okay, regardless. there's a little bit of a, cl- a crossover because, so because issue one 25. he's already been Daredevil and then mm-hmm. he starts the law firm. So. Okay, so this is,
0: so this is the thing though, Jamie. I just got to point this out. Sorry if I'm going on a tangent, everybody, but I just need to say in four years. So exactly. So he started when he was tw- when he was we'll say twenty four twenty five. Yeah. When Heather Glenn died. Yeah. He talked about. He said. Um, maybe I could have done more for Heather. Like, maybe I could have been a better... Like, a better... Um, boyfriend. A better boyfriend. Or, I, you know, I, like when she proposed and everything. Uh-huh. He said that she had proposed a few years ago. Yeah. So, what does the word few mean? Uh, it means more than more two. More than two. Probably three. At least three. We're right. going to give him the benefit of the doubt. That's saying three. So, that means Heather proposed... Three years before, we'll say three years and some change before this issue.
1: So he's just about to turn thirty in this issue,
0: right? So that means that she proposed when he was twenty-six is twenty-seven. Yeah. So you're telling me the first hundred and so uh, the first hundred plus issues all took place in a year? Two years. Two years? No. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to find all the different winters (laughs) that we had, and you're going to see that he has got to be at least 33, 34, 35.
1: One disaster after another, (laughs) and everyone putting the blame on me, everyone I loved or trusted. Foggy, my partner, couldn't pick up just a little slack. A little harsh there, Matt, and keep the law firm going. He he was trying. Heather, yeah, Heather, why be afraid to think her name? Killed herself this on top of everything else I have to deal with. This is is Matt Murdoch Is most navel gazing selfish woe is me uh thing it's yeah, it's like jamie it, it's it's him saying everyone else has been bad to me because uh, and, and the only way I, I can cope with it is by splitting my personality
0: no but but, but are you sure like he, he really sees it as like he 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 brings out the worst in people wait well, i don't that, know if it's that i think that's it's how him. he's feeling he's like e- everywhere i go everyone i'm involved with tragedy happens yeah but he's I not am saying it's
1: of this tragedy. He's saying that, that people like he's doing everything he can and nobody else is, is stepping up is how it's coming across. Um but I think that's a big part of it is the whole thing of like stick saying to him, you have these two parts to you. And mm-hmm. your biggest strength is that you have these two parts to you. Your weakness is you keep leaning too hard on one or the other. Use both of them. And he hasn't been able to a big part of, of Matt Murdoch, Daredevil. He hasn't learned how to do both of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole thing of him, whenever he gets together with a woman, he hasn't learned how to do both of them. He hasn't learned how to, you know, he he could be Daredevil with Black Widow. He could be Matt with uh, Heather or with um, Karen. Mm-hmm. He couldn't do both. He could be Matt with her knowing he was Daredevil with Heather, but right. he couldn't be Daredevil and Matt at the same time yeah so he it's 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 very interesting because it's all about him splitting. and what happens is that he starts to get angrier and angrier and then he hears about Melvin Potter and he thinks this is another person that's betrayed me I I've done everything I possibly can I've put everything into making you right and mm-hmm. you've betrayed me and he goes off he goes off on one then we see uh, Betsy and Betsy is being just brutally, brutally been attacked up, by yeah. the people. That, the, the
0: people that are asking for the money that set yeah. up this whole coup, like they are vicious people. Yeah, and, they're and nasty. Yeah,
1: they, they're, they're not. They're the your, typical yeah. Frank Miller bad guys that just want to beat up women. And, but, and, but
0: see, what's so cool is like, you know, this whole issue, we hear what so many different characters are thinking. Yeah. And sometimes that gets confusing. But this issue does a great job of not making it confusing. Yeah. And so now, you know, earlier I had talked about what the Gladiator was thinking. Jamie just talked about what Daredevil was thinking. Yeah. Now we hear what, what um, Betsy's thinking, yeah. and she's talking about pretty much saying, "I really hope these like I I have to be careful because I don't want them to gag me. Yeah. But I need to let these guys know that if they if they do not want trouble because of how mentally unstable that Melvin Potter yeah. is, they need to handle the situation a certain way. So I need to let these bad guys know." Yeah that they can't just go threatening him they, if
1: can, they want the money they need to play him right they, and I'm going to try and help them exactly and, yeah. um,
0: and unfortunately when she attempts to it this is just a perfect example of how the goons are just stupid that they don't have want to have anything to do with it so they just punch her in the face they punch her and then gag so, yeah. uh, her it's not able-
1: pretty basically what they do is there's a really uh, good narr- narrative device which yeah. is that they will start in the third person and go into the first person in, the, in midway mm-hmm. so they'll start by saying this is this character the, this Betsy, is what Betsy Beatty
0: ignores then, the pain yeah. And then later
1: on, and then slowly it becomes her thought. Yeah. So that's how you. Do, that's how they keep it from being confusing. Then we cut to Melvin, and they have again the third person becoming first person. Yeah. We see that he is basically standing in a shower for L- like an hour. It's four hours he's yeah. in the shower. Yeah.
0: It's just you learn so much about the his psyche. Of yeah. You learn so much about all the internal stuff that he's, he's had some dealing Popeyes with. Chicken. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that too. That's so funny. <laughs> but like, it's just, yeah, it's just so cool. To, yeah. Th- this There's is- very
1: little dialogue from Daredevil in y- this issue. We th- should say y- and, and this. A- this angry.
0: issue actually makes me like Melvin Potter even more. Yeah. They really, really, really help shape him here. Yeah. So Daredevil ends up going back to, uh, he goes to Melvin Potter's store. He goes store to the costume shop. Because he realizes he might find some clues. And of course, he sees some goons there who coincidentally, all by coincidence, were, the place. were there to rob the place. But yeah. Matt does, or Daredevil doesn't know that at the beginning. So he just starts pounding them and pounding them and pounding them. And finally, he lets up so he can hear one of the, the limp or one of the, the 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 little thugs go. Chigger. Yeah, Chigger go, hey, look, look, look. You know you know me devil I'm a heist man you have me apprehended um, like there's I, I don't have anything to sing about yeah he's like I can't give you any information so Daredevil realizes okay great so that's that
1: that's that I've got that's another dead lead Yeah, we see uh, Foggy and Gloriana they go out on a little not a date but it's a precursor yeah. to and a date and this is
0: a cool moment too yeah. because this is where like Foggy really starts to share stuff with Gloriana to yeah. try to help their and this is actually a Foggy kind of helping play matchmaker yeah. which is nice because he hasn't always done that but this is where he says like you know there was this one time where um, I was getting bullied and when, it was for a fraternity I was doing a pledge where um, I had to uh, crawl through a pipe I had to crawl through a pipe and then there was this thug guy who was going to fill it with water where I could have drowned, but I ended up doing it and no water ended up going through the pipe because, um, when I get out, I find out that that same guy is hanging up from the, uh, hanging up from a flagpole or something with a, with a fire hose tied around him. And he goes, and then foggy says, even though Matt never admitted this, I know know that it was Matt. And since it was Matt, like that's just the type of person he is. He, he can do these things, which you're right, Jamie, this is where like, it's like you would think foggy, After Matt being Daredevil now for nine to ten
1: years, you you would be able to... All four of these years. All four of these nine to ten years. You
0: you would think that Foggy would have put two and two together.
1: and But this is the other thing here. He even says, you know, he says, that's why we work so well together. We met in Columbia (laughs) right out. right. uh, We met in college in Columbia. We roomed together through grad school. Uh, Matt was the whiz, no doubt about it you read him four words and Matt he'd do a speech on it that would make Jefferson crawl out of his grave and take notice. And then he says, but me, I was the details. Mm -hmm. Matt was never good at details. I had the steel trap mind. I was the one who saw everything and picked up on everything. So it's even more, it's him saying, you know, I, I know. And that's where, yeah, that's where he says, you know, Matt's a special guy. Yeah. Um, and Foggy is basically comforting in Gloria because she says I, I want out, and he's like, you know, it, it's it's I understand, I completely get it. I know you have to be patient. I know that just he's, he's special. And then yeah. we see a bit more of his specialness. He goes to the offices. Yeah,
0: and this is a crazy moment. This is this Dare- is
1: more of his like on the edge. Of- yeah,
0: Daredevil goes back. To, he's dressed as Daredevil. He he uh, breaks the lock because the locks weren't changed. Oh, sorry. It wasn't the locks were changed on, on the, the apartment or, or on the office already. They already yeah. changed the locks. So yeah. Daredevil kicks the door open,
1: goes to his desk because he He's hasn't. His, his he says has, landlords think they own the city. It's yeah. a nice little moment where like mm. he,
0: he he hasn't uh, he hasn't cleared out his desk yet. So he takes yeah. his name his name plaque his nameplate, um, Matthew Murdoch, attorney at law, and he looks at it and he goes. Uh, you know, he said, I did all this work for, for my dad. Like yeah. I studied so hard. I did this all for you, Dad. He says,
1: I never liked this joke. I
0: never liked it. You pushed me to do this. He's really like psychologically going through so much. He actually takes the nameplate and throws it through the window. Yeah. And this is this is so crazy. So there's alarm starts to go off. And he goes, Of course, the burglar alarm goes off. We paid enough to install it, right? And he goes, Let it ring. Let it ring all night. He doesn't even care. He's just standing yeah. there in the broke by the broken window with the alarm going off in the super tall skyscraper. Um, and anyway, so before as he heads back home, we get some more talk between Foggy and um yeah Gloriana. They share some moments. But once Matt gets back to his apartment, he starts to listen to his messages. And now he's mad because he only has one message. He's like, I've been gone all day and only got one message. Yeah. And the message was from Gloriana.
1: And she's um, like, Oh, never mind. He's I'm never mind. Trying, I'm I, trying to reach you, but don't forget yeah,
0: it. Yeah, I don't need to listen to her now. And then the phone rings. And Matt's like, You know what? Uh, he's still dressed as Daredevil, but he's like, I'm just going to let it ring. You know, who cares? And then that's when, um, he he gets a phone call from none other than Melvin Potter, and Melvin goes, uh, "Mr. Murdoch, I, I need your help. I know you know Daredevil, and if you could just ask him to meet me at the Dibney Museum, I I I don't need I I I, I I'm I sorry. Need, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, but like he's stuttering, he can't get a word out. And then Matt automatically thinks the worst, and, yeah. and he doesn't. He goes, oh, you're sorry. You're sorry. He doesn't I'll, see. I'll make you more sorry. He doesn't see it as, as. Melvin actually asking for help. No. So Daredevil shows up, and the first instinct, or Daredevil goes to the museum. The gladiator's there in, in his new outfit, which we mentioned before, which I think looks yeah. really cool. And Daredevil automatically is like, you know what? We're going to fight, and I'm going to beat you up. And I'm going to make you attack me so I can beat you up even harder. Because he's so frustrated. He doesn't even think, why would the gladiator be doing this? Yeah, he's stopped
1: stopped reasoning. He's stopped using that analytical side of his mind. He's basically like, I'm angry. I'm mad at the world now. Mm -hmm. He says, I got your message, Melvin. In case you're wondering, the answers are no and yes. No, I don't want to hear your excuses. And yes, I'm here to kick your face in. (laughs) I know. That's so vicious. And then Melvin runs at him and says, I don't want to do this. And Daredevil says, I do. And then he starts to fight him, and then he realizes, halfway through the fight, he realizes that...
0: Gladiator's holding back.
1: Gladiator is... is be- and Gladiator takes a pound in, and he says, hang on a second. He's just dropped to the ground, and he's begging. And he says, you know, I'm sorry. I'm bad. I'm a terrible person, but I was so scared. I'm so scared they got Betsy. They got her. And Daredevil has a moment where he says, "I, I, I realize what I'm doing. I almost beat him and I'm I feel a feeling I'm ashamed I'm ashamed of what I just did he's asking for help and I was just him. stupid to listen yeah and he says that's it I've got a I'm I've had enough of this so he goes I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this for you Mm-hmm. I got to make this right.
0: So obviously Gladiator knows where Betsy's being held or held because he's not supposed to return there until yeah. he has the money for the yeah. ransom. So they go together Daredevil and Gla- Daredevil clicks in, uh, uh he kicks in the door. Him and Gladiator show up. Well,
1: he says what happens is he leaves he leaves the money for them and then he tracks them and then he phones up Gladiator and he says Oh, okay. he That's says Melvin, I, I know where yeah. they are. If mm-hmm. you want a piece of them, you can come. This is where they are. Right. And he says, you know, I hear him he agrees And uh, but I can tell his heart's not in it. Yeah, so that's when
0: they show up, and Daredevil kicks the door in, and him and Gladiator go in, and they and uh, Betsy's still tied up. Yeah, and, and and I love this so much. So Daredevil assumes that Gladiator is going to beat these guys up for revenge, but as soon as Gladiator sees Betsy, yeah, he just crumbles. He crumbles, and he realizes I don't need revenge on these guys. I just need to take care of Betsy. Yeah. And it's such an awesome moment. And while yeah. he's walking towards Betsy, Daredevil's beating everybody else he's up. He's
1: beating everybody up. And then at the end, when they're all unconscious, he says, uh, "He says I'm ready for more, but there isn't any more. There's nobody left. Yeah. And he so Daredevil so got
0: what he wanted, which was a big pounding. Yeah. He also ended up helping the gladiator. But th- this, this issue above all else, well, two things. But uh, obviously what is what it's done to Daredevil psychologically or mm-hmm. what we've learned about what his internal monologue what he's yeah. been thinking that's thing number 1 but number 2 which i which for me was even a bigger that was even more impactful for me was how much this made me like Melvin Potter even more yeah i don't know i just thought it was so cool like just hearing what he was thinking about how he was committing those crimes and he hated doing it mm-hmm. so much he's like a little he's like a kindergartner
1: in a way, he really is. He's like a kindergartner. Yeah, he's a he's a very infantile mind yeah. in a very powerful body, and yeah. Woo! Well, thank you, everybody. Thanks for sticking around for two hours. Oh my goodness! Two, more than yeah. two hours to hear us waffle on about yeah. our favorite yeah. comic we book Yeah, we spent
0: a we spent a lot of time talking about that Spider Man series. Damn it, Spider Man! <laughs> yeah, I know. Trying to figure yeah. it out, but but the two things I wanted to say. Thing number one is. Uh, we You know, this is obviously number 48, episode 48. 49's coming out soon, and 49, will we're going to cover some great stuff. Um, also, if you like reading Daredevil, mm-hmm. definitely read the last two issues that we talked about, yeah. 225 and 226, because they go great to lead up to what we're going to cover
1: next episode. Yeah, next episode is a little series that you may have heard of called Born Again. Um, you know what? I actually feel like these two
0: issues should have should have be collected before Born Again. Yeah. I think they should be included in the collection. They
1: definitely should. They they yeah. show you where his mind's at. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's cool because you get, you know, they're kind of one shots. Yeah. So it's not really taking away from the Born no. Again series. But
1: no, the Born Again yeah. series, which was originally only going to be a, a four part story, I think. But then they added the two at the end, the Armageddon and the. The other one, which are unofficially part of the Born Again storyline. Mm-hmm. But Born Again is... Now, I say this from an absolute place of love. Born Again is my favorite series. I think I said way back in episode one, it's my favorite storyline in Daredevil. Yeah. It's problematic for several reasons, but the problems are there because I know that I love it enough that I can see the problem. The good stuff about it is... So much better than any of the problems.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. And there's always going to be certain writers that mm-hmm. do little things that annoy you. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be stuff that kind of yeah falls into the place of the time period that it was written in. Yeah, there's always some some things there's that there are some issues.
1: The th- biggest issue for me is Frank Miller's approach to his, his depiction of women and people of color is very apparent in in that storyline. But no one builds. To a moment and delivers a moment like him when he's doing what he does well.
0: I think that um, Frank Miller's earlier run, uh, which we covered several months ago, Mm -hmm. I feel like you can thank that for making Daredevil popular. Yeah. And then I think Born Again, you can thank for turning Daredevil into the character that he is today. Yeah. So those are the two, that's why Frank Miller is the most impactful Daredevil writer, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because he helped make him popular, yeah. and then he helped shape him into the character that he is today. Yeah. That, like all the stuff that I, like all the Brian Michael Bendis, Alex Mayleaf stuff that happens later, the Bill Baker after that, everything just this. comes from like that. Yeah. Even the stuff that you read today, your issue number 10 that you talked yeah. about. Oh, it's so good. I know, I'm excited to read it, but um
1: but yeah, yeah it's born again is one of my favorite series that like i said there are problems and we will address that we're not going to completely gloss over them but D- did
0: you get the big born again uh um, yeah i did uh, what is it called the, the artist's, artist's uh, edition the artist yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's it in black there. and white right yeah oh man
1: yeah there's that's an cool. artisan edition a miniature version of that that's coming out that i have uh, <laughs> i'll be i'll be getting that but yeah i i, I mean david mazzuchelli yeah yes have you ever met him no, i'd love to does he do any i don't comedy? know he does he's he's kind of been doing his own he he was very um he wanted to be he wanted to do everything mm-hmm. back then even back then and i think he started doing more writing and mm-hmm. everything so he's done he's just had to think, a few the thing
0: about like being doing born again and uh batman year one yeah like just having that, that big of an impact on two very awesome characters yeah. that is so cool yeah. even though frank miller's attached to those as well yeah. It's like you can, it's just as much David Mazzuccelli. Yeah. I think just probably
1: much. more so for me sure. because, yeah. you know, Frank Miller is Frank Miller. Everyone knows who Frank Miller is in comics. It's, it's, he's mm-hmm. one of the name, he's like one of the Mount Rushmore heads in, yeah in American comic books, mm-hmm. David Mazzuccelli in born again is like, You've seen it, You've seen him build to this throughout his entire run, and he's mm-hmm. taken his time, and he's... He, you know the whole thing of, like, if an artist does a certain number of pages, then mm-hmm. they can do anything after that, or they, they, that's where they, they build their... Mm-hmm. Born Again is him just like, I've learned, I've done it. Ready? Here, this is what I had inside me all along, and this is I'm now able to communicate it as an artist. You know what we need to do for our 50th episode? Really
0: quickly... Will take sixty seconds, and we need to do our Mount Rushmore of Daredevil writers and artists. Okay. So, so we each pick our four, and not just from what we've read so far, but uh-huh. through the whole thing that we've read. Sounds good. So, you, so we'll, we'll do that somewhere during our fiftieth um, episode. Yeah. We'll We'll spend a minute to talk about our, our not not necessarily our favorite, but who we think are the
1: the Mount Rushmores.
0: The of Mount Rushmores mm-hmm. of we'll do writers and artists separate.
1: Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Cool. Okay, Um, we have, uh, we've covered several issues of Daredevil and some uh, issues of Peter Parker's a Spider-Man and some other stuff, and we are going to leave you all now and let you know that issue 49, uh, episode 49, sorry, coming up will be all about Born Again, and then after that is our 50th, where we'll be doing a whole bunch of fun stuff. So Mm -hmm. until then, I'm Joshua. I'm Jamie, and And we we just just did did Daredevil. Daredevil.